When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Live around Australia on SEN Track, welcome to Sale Sundays. Sale Sundays, Twilight Greyhound Racing, Comfortable Sports Lounge, Trackside Dining, Fun Crowd and Playtime Trackside. Good evening and welcome to Sale Sundays. Hopefully everyone has enjoyed the last four hours. I just saw Dave Taggart as he was walking out. He said, uh, big shoes to fill, boys. Three votes, D Taggart. Two votes, M Fitzner. And I don't know who got the one vote. Um, but uh, apparently uh, the big boy, eBay and myself and also Tomo and Poppy on track, we're going to have to do the job. So I'll get the text line in front of me just to make sure Tags isn't talking uh, bull twang and telling us that he's done a great job. And in fact, the punters are just saying to themselves, why is D Taggart still on SEN track? Tags, good man. Thanks heaps, guys. Yeah, okay. They've done it right. They've done it right. That's okay, but we're going to do even better. What's last, going on, Peacock? Not much, mate. Not much. Last time uh, Tags said that and Fitz said that, that was the day they dominated. Uh, we came out and tipped 23 winners in a night. So, um, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll tear him to shreds tonight. Uh, now, there is a lot of positive feedback here. Great day, legends. I bloody love Sundays. You love the Sundays on Trackside, too. You listen love in, it. don't you, Peacock? Yeah, yeah, I didn't get a chance today. Uh, um, was had other things on, but uh, that typical. You know, the day I don't tune in, the boys absolutely tear it to shreds and find winners left, right and centre. But you know what? We're all team here and love seeing them guys do well. Well, we, we, you know, the thing is, we, we love hearing about people's personal lives on uh, on South Sundays. And, we do. Uh, you know, I like to share what's going on. So if you couldn't if you coun't uh, listen in, what, what were you doing? What was this thing that was more important, Peacock? Oh, and I had some things to do at home, mate, with the uh, the dogs. Uh, just, yeah, been working on the property. Yeah, right. Yeah, so. Doing hard work? Yeah. Doing man's work? Yeah, well, I, I haven't had a lot of time off lately to do certain things. So when I do get some time, I've been... Um, Trying to smash out what I can because, as you would have heard the other day, I was on Fitz's show and it's like I work two full-time jobs. So time, <laughs> time is pre- time's precious, mate. I think I went to one of the participants at Geelong last night at the harness racing and said, I've been working. They were trying to get me to load the cart up onto the truck. And I said, I work seven days a week and you should have seen the look that I got. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, go a, you go into a radio studio and, and talk crap for seven days a week. Uh, they actually do the hard work. But anyway, you're doing both they, sides. Yeah, I'm out in the field on Monday to Friday and then uh, the radio as well and as my missus says, she, she goes, going into studio, that's not work, Mitch. And I said, are you kidding? I said, <laughs> you know, the pressure of trying to find a winner for the listeners? Yeah. We are working hard, aren't we, Poppy, as we welcome you in on track? Yeah, no, doing well, boys, I've got to say. Uh, and, uh, look, Tags isn't the sort of bloke to exaggerate either, which is a, which is a good thing. When he, <laughs> says he's, when he says he's had a good afternoon, you can trust him on his word that he's had you a can. good afternoon. As for the Pfizer... Uh, uh, I'm not too, too sure. Yes, I'm calling the Pfizer. That's his nickname down here in Sale. Yep. He's like the vaccination. He can uh, make bad things good. So uh, the, <laughs> boys are doing a, the, uh, the two boys are doing a good job uh, down there. So, yeah, a little bit of pressure on you guys. But the good news is, fellas, so a little bit of a heads up. Obviously, there's no public on course today, just our racing participants. Uh, no tote either, which means I can't put your quaddy on officially. But what we can do uh, for both the quaddy and staying alive for six 
is actually let you let you relax a bit. Still pick your quaddy, still pick your staying alive for six, almost for practice, but without the pressure of having to win for a charity. All right, I like that idea. We're only you forty. Like that? Well, we're only forty seconds away from the race one. one at sale. We'll talk. You like the one? Well, no, I, I, I'm only going on uh, the money. Fourteen dollars in the three eighty, mate. In the three seventy, this thing must have trialed quick since resuming. It's had a spell of one hundred and twelve days. Well, I'm just going to have. Um, I'm going to have a really deep. I know this sounds ridiculous. It's a dollar forty-five a place, but I reckon it should be a dollar ten. I'm having a big bet on the five a place only at a dollar forty-five. Okay. Yep. 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 I, I, this is just too much money to be. Um, you know, that is a massive go, isn't it's it? It's too much money. Fourteen dollars in the. Th- I saw it earlier. Fourteen's in the sevens, and then now it's in the three seventy. It, it's. It- well, we'll sit back here first, and, and there's been a massive go here. And, and the, the Lakeview dog, it's the, drifted a dollar eighty to two forty. Well, it's dollar seventy five actually. And yeah. usually, if they're any good, they'll hold their price. I reckon of the of the exposed runners, I just thought the five had by far the best form. Flywheel, flywheel crackers, the devil's so dog. It's got six 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 next to its name. Oh, I hope this wins for the Sam, number of the beast. Sam, Samuel Bai, because remember Sam Bai was one who yes. got absolutely stuffed over by the vet. He doesn't want another cesarean second here. Race one at sale. Had a decent go here. I shouldn't. I, should I? We'll find it in a second. The red will go straight to the front. Watch it. Pyong. Racing. Yep. Lakeview Bruce was midfield. Come on, son. Where am I? Where am I? Hunt, hunt, hunt. The one's going to squib it. No, push up. Come on, one. Five's going to win. No, it's not. The one's going to rail the ears off him. It's just smoke on the pipe. Don't run into trouble here, five. Come on, one. Just rail. Oh, one and off. It's still going to win. Come on, one. Get up over the top. Oh, that makes you sick. That is tears on multiple levels, let me tell you. That one was an absolute thing beaten, mate. Was it, though? It found trouble every stride of the race. And it's look at that. It's gone down by a head. Yep. Uh, we just have to reassess here, just balance up a little bit. Because I, I thought that the uh, the five just run up in between in between greyhounds and then come into the turn, just got buffeted a little bit. It had to come out a little bit wider. Probably was still entitled to, uh, it's still entitled to finish top three if it was good enough. But... Um, Oh, well, you are listening to Sale Sundays on uh, SEN Track. It's playtime trackside normally, but you were just mentioning, Poppy, not playtime trackside tonight for obvious reasons. Yeah, unfortunately, obviously, the uh, yeah the lockdowns hit us pretty hard. So what would normally be a few hundred people on course is maybe 50 or 60 participants as I look around the Temley Sports Lounge. Bit of a shame, Sam, a shame Sam Bai got beaten in that first. The owner of the six is actually a vet that he went to not long back. So um, it's a bit of bad luck for Samuel. Oh, again. bugger. No money made it. I only made it. Up, <laughs> um, I was going to say Zardora. Gen- Gill's yeah. dogs are usually owned by them. Yeah, we, you could probably tell in the background too, boys. We just haven't got the uh, the, uh, the excitement, the oomph of the uh, of a normal Sunday night at the Sale Greyhound. So we'll work our way through. Actually, I've got a bit of a treat tonight, boys. After race two, you know how we normally talk to trainers and or yep. you know, people that are here for their charity nights. Can I have a chat to a guy called Lonigan Millam, uh, Lonnie Millam. Lonnie was a jockey a number of years ago before suffering a tragic fall and hanging rock so it's been a long comeback for Lonnie he actually does our media here on course takes the photos of winning traders after each race and oh, we put it up on Facebook and but his story's quite unique so for those who want to find out a bit more about Lonigan Millam or Lonnie Millam uh, they can do some research but we'll give you the information straight from the young bloke's mouth he's a he's a really lovely bloke and um yeah, loves doing some work around the club, and we love him being around the club, but his story's quite a remarkable one, to be honest. 
Is he is Lonigan happy a little bit later on to, to, to go through the whole story? Because I do remember this. Because yeah, um, yeah. it's one of those things that, you know, it's a personal decision whether you, whether you want to go back or you want to say, no, I've, I've put an, you know, a full stop on that chapter of my life. But is he happy to have a chat about it? Yeah, he is. He is, uh, Jay Bond. I actually said to him, you're comfortable anywhere we can't go. He said, no, 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 I'm happy to chat to the boys. That'll be good. He looked forward to it. So after, after the next race, fellas. Absolutely, sounds outstanding. And just just to recap, we, so we, 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 this uh, in terms of our quaddies and our staying alive for six tonight, we're we're having it. We're having a practice run. You are. This is about pride. This is about you two going head to head, which is probably every bit of important as uh, of having a win on the tote. But you guys head to head. I've got the quiz tonight too, boys, and I've. Uh, specialised on literature, as requested by the second place getter last week. Yep. So uh, literature is the uh, is the is the guts of our quiz that'll come on during the night. I've got fast talking to put you boys through the uh, through the ringer and let our listeners find out a little bit about you guys personally. Sounds like you it's know, going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. You know what? Also, we've also got the uh, <laughs> battle of the footy in the studio here between. Uh, Michael or, to- or Tomo and uh, yeah. J-Bon because J-Bon's the pies and Tomo's the blues. So it, it's a uh, game on here at the G. So what, it is too. Yeah, yeah. It's t- two of the real heavy hitters in the competition at the moment, Collingwood and Carlton. There's no doubt about yeah. that. It's a, Fighting it's, for the spoon. It's a premiership clash. Uh, uh, so this should be good. I'll tell you what, I, I won't get as up and about as probably Tomo will. He does. He does. Well, you know what? He gets up and about, doesn't he, with, with, when the blues are playing? He does. He does. And like... To be honest, he must be on, he must be you know seeing something different because the Blues don't get uh, the normal fans that excited. They usually get them pretty down, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, he's passionate. Um, but I'll just say, Bombers are sitting in the eight at the moment. Let's have a look at this situation. So, in terms of the the, the battle for those bottom spots in the top eight, I know this. We, we'll get back to sales Sundays in just a moment. But so right now, the Bombers are on thirty two points. So to a Richmond, West Coast, Fremantle, and St Kilda. Mm. How much is that them early losses going to hurt the Dons? Could really sour it. I, like we're, I haven't played, seen a final for a long time. It's like missing the kick, isn't it? It's like, it's not, it's like missing the jump. It is. It is, big time. Um, and Carlton, unbelievably, unbelievably, staggeringly, if they won, would be one game outside of the eight. Yeah, if they couldn't make a dent anyway. No, I'm telling you, mate, none of the teams we've just mentioned are going to make a dent. <laughs> no, <laughs> none of them. It's Melbourne, Melbourne, Geelong, Bulldogs, one of them three. Yeah, probably, in, or maybe Brisbane, but... Um, no, they're cactus, mate. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they're uh, well, cactus. Melbourne, look at, Melbourne seem like they're, they're just starting to, to slow up at a critical time as well. We're going to discuss some big issues as well, as we always do on Sale Sundays, Poppy. Yeah, we are. Got a couple of issues. Obviously, Gopta still is bubbling along, but it looks as though they've got to the mediation table, which is a good thing as well. So, um, if I'm just uh, pointing out that someone's dropped $5 on the floor here so they can uh, pick it up. <laughs> um, but uh, also, another, another little... Chatting point, I wouldn't mind knowing your thoughts on it. We'll discuss it further. Is that thoroughbred racing later this month are actually having a week off, so there's no racing whatsoever between Monday and Friday, the last hmm. week of this month, just to give for mental um, uh, health issues, I guess, to give everyone a breather. Just take a week away from the sport, relax, um, you know, treat yourself for a week. Oh, okay, I wonder if it's anything that greyhounds or even harness racing Joe Bond would consider. What your thoughts are? We'll have a chat about that during the night, eh? Mm. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. No, I, to be honest. That's that seems to be it's like it's something that I've, I've discussed a lot over the, a number of years really in racing that there's not enough time off. We even discussed this um, obviously with regard to um, no. racing on Good Friday, Christmas Day, and all the rest of it, and and when's the time to to join in? And you sort of mentioned, well, there's no days off anyway. There's no days off, mate. Well, the, I tell you what, if you got a week off, there's still a week off. Yeah, but you still still got to feed, still got to feed and work and like the animals. 
Yeah, it doesn't no, end. But, but the, the only thing is, it's not. If, you, if you've got a big, um, if you've got a big kennel and you've got to go to the races a few times a week, it's that's still a difference. Surely that's a little bit of a chop out. No, I know. I, I just think that for most, I know we're, we're discussing now. We're going to discuss it later. Yeah. But, but for most, they a break would mean nothing to do with your dogs or your horses in general. Whereas, like for me, if I'm working and feeding the dogs, I, I want to be going to the track. If I'm going to put the hard yards in there, I'm going to the track as well. The only, oh, other, that. the only other thing, and we will get, we'll, we'll, we'll get into this further later, but I would like to drill you, Peacock, on, on this fact. So what about the idea of being able to go away? Because we know that trainers at some point have to be able to go away, so you need to be able to hand over the reins to somebody at some point. So wouldn't this be, wouldn't something like that be a great opportunity just to say, oh, we'll go away to Noosa for a week? Yeah. And then have some fun? So and, and actually, that means you actually aren't doing anything for the entire week with the with the... Greyhounds or the thoroughbreds or the standard breeds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. So you, you, I know where you're coming from, and we'll yep. talk about it more later, but I do think at some point um, they do need a little bit of a freshen up. I know in harness racing what it used to be, the start of the season in harness racing used to be September, and in that first couple of weeks nearly all the major drivers used to take a little bit of time off and and uh, and head away, but uh, they don't get that opportunity mm. anymore because now the season starts at January well, no 1 when all the good racing's right. on. No one's going to be going anywhere at the moment, mate. This is... Uh... Yeah, you get quite frustrated with lockdowns, don't you? I do, mate. Oh, I'm just yeah, over it. Wish you could. Do- I, I don't believe in all that sort of. Crap, well, you know what? You know what? I'm, no, th- I'm serious. I, mate. I'm, th- I'm throwing this back to Poppy because he's given us some hard questions. Well, you some- know, I, I think we both. I think we both canned Dan Andrews the other day in a head-to-head. Yeah. Um. What, what are your? What, well, what, look what, at the look at the stats. That's all it is. We we, we look at racing. So tonight we're going to assess race form. We're going to look at stats. This, that, and the other. Just look at the stats. There was something that came out yesterday on Instagram by someone that I know, and they put it out there. Deaths due to coronavirus since uh, January, January to now, zero. Deaths due to mental health, 276. Uh, well, so, you've got that to work with now before we go to the break, Bobby, but I do, wanna, I do want to ask you what, what, like, what, what your generic thoughts are on the hard lockdowns, the soft lockdowns, what they've done in other places in the world and what, what you think the right decision is. Uh, look, you know what? My uneducated opinion is that I think it's better to be safe than sorry. And I think Australia has been basically untouched in comparison to some of the other countries around the world. I've got some good mates of mine who are conspiracy theorists who don't believe in it at all. Um, one of them's a painter who also now is a medical practitioner without me knowing. He, uh, he's, he's quite firm in everything that he reads on Facebook and it's... You know, you only have to do a couple of fact checks to find out that it's not all as it seems sometimes, but... Look, at the end of the day, I, I, I also see Mitch's uh, observations as well, and that is, you know, the facts don't lie. You know, how many people are we losing? Um, and it, on the surface, it doesn't appear to be too many, and those who we are losing tend to be very elderly, 80s, 90s. Yeah. Um, and if you can compare that to the sort of numbers that we were traditionally losing through the flu each year, that really shocked me, actually, when you when you do a bit of a check to see how many people passed away during the flu, you, it does make you scratch your head, but anyway... Um, what makes me Look, scratch my head is the fact that the, a lot of these people have underlying things going on other than yeah, the old yeah, COVID, yeah. and they just put it down to it. They just put yeah. it down to that. See, this is what I love about Sale Sundays. We can, we can talk about <laughs> having breaks, and then we can talk about COVID, 
right? We can talk yeah. about yeah. everything no, else. No, we're going gonna to have a quiz later about literature. Yep. Yeah. We'll talk about the judicial system in the second hour. I yeah. mean, there's so much. That so makes it great. <laughs> I, I, I'm, going, great. I'm going to have a 20-minute dissertation <laughs> on my belief in existentialism around 7.20. So if you can stick with us here on uh, on Sale Sundays, that'll be fantastic. One thing I will say, my final word before we go to the break on that subject, is the worst thing you can do, in my opinion, and it's easy to, it's easy to cast aspersions, but what they've done up in uh, Sydney, up in New South Wales, the soft lockdown is the worst thing of all because at the moment you use the word lockdown, you piss people off. Yep. And then if you're going to do a lockdown, if you're actually going to do it, do it properly. Don't do a half-assed one because all you do is you piss people off and you don't you don't save the situation. Yeah, well, so that, that's that's my take on what's going on up there. I agree. And then just tell me how this makes any sense. We're having a chat about this on Thursday night after mm-hmm. the show. Yeah. I was chatting to Judd, Juddy about it. Uh, Judd Boas. Yeah. So how, mm-hmm. how do all the footy clubs and that, how are they all informed about the old lockdowns before everyone else is? Yeah, well, well, I mean, you, you could get you get. Come on, there, there's there's been well, even some uh, consternation around. Is no one else? Are we not regarded as the same? Are we are we lower than them? Well, the the, the travel of the footy in the NRL team gets even compared to those going to the uh, Tokyo Olympics is. Um, there's a disparity there. We're going to go to a break. We'll come back. We're going to wind up and try to find a winner in race two at sale because not only did that uh, that dog not run a place, I then backed a dollar thirty five chance at the Cranbourne Trots and a gallop with about a hundred metres to go, and it was in front. Oh no! So we need to find something. Oh no! Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Sundays, Twilight Greyhound Racing and Playtime Trackside. Welcome back to Sale Sundays here. Playtime Trackside normally, but not tonight. Twilight Greyhound Racing, yes. Comfortable sports lounge, it's there for sure, no, no doubt about it. So too is Trackside Dining and the fun crowd. They'll all be back very, very soon. Sale Sundays, saving the world's problems. I love it, Dell. Yep. But we've also got Stay In Your Lane, boys. I don't know who that is, stay in your lane, but I can I can guarantee you one thing I'll never do, whoever you are. I'll never, ever stay in my lane, no. ever. It's been tried for 41 years and it's been unsuccessful. Race two at sale. What do we reckon here, boys? We'll start with you, Peacock. Uh, the eight here, please. Shot Fossil. Thought it was a good run last week. Uh, had box six. Lost to the favourite by two and a bit lengths. Is $3.60 from $6. So being backed, loves a wide draw, should be right amongst them. I agree, actually, uh, Poppy. Have you got one you like here? Yeah, pretty well, much. A lot, of money, uh, for the, a lot yeah. of money for that first start of the five. Yeah, uh, well, actually, Shot Fossil's been a big shortener as well. I reckon I was only doing the form this afternoon. It was $6. Yeah, so, so, uh, yeah. so yeah, is that the one you're on? The, yeah. The yeah, Shot yeah. Fossil. $6 into three sixty. But so, they, they back that. That other thing's injury prone, that fortune's full. Great story about it, actually. Uh, they uh, have had a real rough run trying to get it to the track, um, and it won well last week, but. Yeah, I don't know. It, uh, there's been a lot of late money now for Quinley Bale, who ran second last week. I'll give you the gem. Based on the way they came out in the, in the heat, the, the only critical heat, the first three were were the, the three, the five, and the eight. Correct. Um, I don't reckon the five will get across the three because they came no. out pretty much as well as each other. I agree with you. I reckon the pink will just sit out there, sit out, sit they out. They might have a little and battle then, and just and go bang. The pink will just go whoosh on the first turn, get two or three in front. All right, so we're both pretty keen here on the eight, and that is Shot Fossil. You could have got $6 or earlier about it today. It's now into four. There's been a bit of a drift on now for the Five Fortunes Full, who was a very good winner, and you'd expect would improve after that debut win in the uh, in the critical qualifier for this series, and Quinley Bale's the only other one in the market. Pretty much if you box up the trifecta, you won't be too far away. We'll come back, and uh, we've got a very, very interesting and important interview coming out pretty soon, but for now... Let's go to Happy if he's called the second. Yeah, the Peacock and I both on the eight. Shot Fossil. Last of the runners are moving in for race number two on the card. And the green light is there. We're set to go. They're ready. 
racing. Ballistic Breeze was a bit slow to begin. Showing pace there was Quinley Bale straight to the early lead. Going up on the outside was Coco's Hot to challenge and the reserve on the outside was Fat Tracker. Get through, get through. Making ground and then came get through. No, no, from no, Shot Fossil. Well back was Dunham. Oh, doesn't want to rail. Wow. Bale. Off. And at the tail was Quinley Bale. Coming up to the home corner. Wow. Coco's Hot the leader by about oh, two or three. Fifties. Wow. Tracker, and it's Coco's Hot. Coco's Hot from Fat Tracker getting up on the oh. inside was Shot Holy Fossil. Holy jeez. Fortunes oh for the outside word. was Dunham Dancer. Well back Ballistic Breeze with Quinley Bale and Rubina Bale. And the time is 25.45. Yep. Uh, well. Yeah, no, I didn't, didn't find Coco's hot poppy. Um, <laughs> don't know why. Well, I went for the wrong one. I went for the first start of number five, didn't I? First start of number four. <laughs> oh, no. Well, obviously, obviously it's had a start prior to the night. Yeah, but, um, but gee yeah, whiz. Oh, it's, uh, it'd be a nice one to find first up, wouldn't it? That's unbelievable. Yeah. 79, 76, 40. Fat cracker. Second shot fossil just uh, it did it, was, it, it did what we wanted a little bit. It probably didn't begin as quickly as it should have, but then you no. just sort of hang out there and it decided I'm going to go back to the rail. And I'll tell you what next time shot fossil. And I know if you can hear me, if you can just bring the grey hand to the to the microphone, put the cans on. Uh, if you're going to go back to the rail shot, make sure you can rail hard. Yeah, go back correct. to the rail and didn't want to do it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, don't go. If you're going to do it, do it. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, that wasn't to be the case. Um, oh. So it's been an ordinary start tonight. Um, and already Tomo's tweeting out, you know, Coco's top wins at 80 bucks. Thanks heaps, uh, Tomo. But uh, we, we weren't on it, unfortunately. Um, so well done to anybody who found Coco's hot. But I, I dare say very, very, very few did. And right now, Collingwood, I think they might have just gone down by four points, as a matter of fact. No, two point, two point margin, we're still up. Um, have we got our special guest available not yet, yet, not just yet exactly. I can t- I'm actually just looking out to the track now. He's just waiting for uh, the trainer and winner of that race. He'll take a photo. and So he's probably a couple of minutes away, boys, from joining us. He'll get his photo done and he'll jog straight up here and have a chat with us. How long uh, how long Sale been doing that for, Poppy? Gee, he's been here for a few months now. I was doing it for a period of time prior. We've obviously got the uh, on-track photographer who does the winning post, uh, the, the, the finishing shots, but Lonigan just likes to get a shot as well of the trainer and it's just a bit more personal and Obviously, we load them up on the Facebook, and then during the course of the year, there's plenty of publications that want to catch up with a picture of the dog previously. So we've always got a few in our library to, to pass on. So and and the owners and trainers love it, especially on a night night to, like tonight where they where they can't actually be on track. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think that's the importance uh, of shows like this as well, very much at this time because you know you, you you want to be able to get a broadcast somewhere of what's going on at the races, like a proper broadcast wall to wall. Uh, like we do for Trots Vision, obviously, in harness racing as well. And if you can't be there, like, it, it, you'd be scratching at the ground, wouldn't you? If you couldn't be there, you just you just want to be part of it somehow. Well, Mitch, Mitch put it before, you know, he's one of those blokes, and there's plenty around, isn't there, that doesn't like a, you know, it, it's, these lockdown causes all sorts of problems for people. And when you're passionate about a greyhound industry and you're an owner and a, maybe an owner who's got many interests, you, you, you can't get along to the track. You, you're still supporting the industry. Yeah. You, just can't get, you can't get the enjoyment of seeing your dog actually racing, and that's what it's all about. I'll tell you what, in that um, On The Bunny group chat, um, Bonners, the, the amount of blokes in there that say, geez, they can't wait to just get to the track, like get out and, you know, whether it's watch their dog or watch other dogs, like just get out there with a few mates. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's real frustrating. And you know what, boys? It was, like, it was like a footy trip in here on Thursday. Uh, was it Thursday night or Wednesday night went into lockdown? I can't remember. I reckon it was Thursday night, wasn't Thursday it? Thursday night, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you would have thought that it was New Year's Eve in here on Thursday night, and um, pretty much the same. When we come out of lockdown, you'll think that we've got another New Year's Eve on its way because people like, 
love to make the most of it. One on the way out, uh, and then when we come back in, they're keen to keen to make up for lost time. Yeah, I, I, I tell you what does happen though. Complacency kicks in, doesn't it? That once in that first big period where we came out of lockdown. You know, what happens is you first come out and you think to yourself, you know, we'll go out to the pub and we'll catch up with guys and everything, and then you drop off again, and then it happens like this, and you realise probably should have gone to the track more often, probably should have gone out and caught up with a few mates that you didn't catch up with because... I mean, I don't want to be—I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but you just ne- never know when these things are around the corner at the moment because we don't know quite the end of it, do we, Poppy? So, if you've got a mate that you haven't caught up with in a while, that during that big lockdown period last year you said you, you, you were going to catch up with, as soon as we come out, that's the time to do it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the old saying—you don't know what it's what you've lost till it's gone—and uh, for us, that little bit of freedom that we take for granted is is sorely missed in moments like this. There's no question. I'm actually. Keeping an eye, I can't, can't even see where Lonnie's gone to now. Tomo's so. up on his feet in studio here because the Blues are about to hit the lead. You would have thought they were playing in the grand final at the moment, but um, he's got well, the sweats. As, he's got the sweats close, going. Yeah. He's as red faced. He's trying to contain himself. And you know what? It's about round eighteen, and probably not going to make finals. <laughs> Tomo, just to let you know. No, he doesn't care at the moment. Right, right now they're playing the old enemy, so he's happy with that. Jack Martin's missed. That is an absolute soda. He has missed. Oh my. Um, it is 59-59 oh, there. It's all happening on Sale Sundays. You're listening to SEN Track. Poppy's quoting Joni Mitchell, not for the first time in the show. We've got Tomo standing up in the studio. Peacock's waving at me because yep. he wants to best, say something. Yeah, like it's, I, I get our it best is bets. wild. I want to get our best bets out of the way. Amiga Dodge. End so, of the what? lot. Gamble responsibly, 1-800-898-9898. But the lot. Whatever's the responsible lot for you, have it on Amiga Dodge. It was a certainty beaten last week, and they're so giving you two it, bucks, I reckon. best? Yep. Yours? I can actually see Barry Harper's just a, about three metres away from me, the trainer of Amiga Dodge. So Ask him. Just to... throw the mic at him saying, Barry. Hey, Baz, how's Amiga Dodge going to go tonight? The boys want to know. What do you... Should go all right, he said. Should go okay. Yep. Yeah. I, yep. You know. You know that. You know that's if you put that into Google Translate, moral, absolute morality. Oh, oh. He, he, no, he looks confident. He does look confident, boys. Okay. It was an absolute... S- Certainty beaten last week. It's a, the best dog in the race. Um, I was looking forward to it. Well, we're still going to have the what we call the pride quaddies tonight, and I'll be having it one out. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, and you're still so getting two dollars. It is oh, no, I got two. bizarre. I got two in that leg. I think. Who's the other one? Jetley Rose. Jetley Rose. Yeah. Good yeah. Luck. You know what? Actually, Barry Harper sitting right next door to uh, the Chignalls, both Sharon and Jeff, who have got Jetley Rose as well in the same race. Hey, Jeff, Sharon, how's Jetley Rose going? He's going to run second, apparently, to Omega Dodge. They've heard it on the radio. <laughs> is, 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 isn't, that, isn't that amazing how the, the yeah. dogs are drawn right next door to each other and so are and the trainers? Sitting, That's amazing. They're actually, like they're, They truly are sitting next to each other. That's what they do at sale. They get they, they get all the races and they put them on tables and they draw them right next door to each other. It's amazing. But they have to move around sometimes if you've got multiple runners across the card. Um, I've, got, I've got four bests tonight. Holy jeez. Wow, that no, was that, that's worse than Watchy on Thursday night. What's your best, Watchy? He went on for twenty five minutes. Yeah, no, I missed two breaks. I got four One there second. tonight. Hey, Lonnie. Yeah, go. Okay, sorry, boys. I'm screaming at Lonnie. You're right. Having a bit of a walk around. Yeah, no, you didn't I, have to tell us you were screaming at Lonnie there, Poppy. There was good yeah. evidence that we had uh, that that was happening. <laughs> we went, hey, Lonnie. That's um, the way we operate in this show, isn't it? It's very... It is. We're giving people a look behind the curtain. Give us your four, your four best while we're uh, chasing out Lonigan and Millen, please. Peacock. Yep. So uh, the first of them, race six, number eight, Ruffiano. Uh, drawn beautifully. Dog's an absolute machine. Warrigal last start won really well. Um, he's won at sale before, 25.06. I think he's just an absolute lock over the mm. 520. Um, 3.10 seems well over. It's 3.50 into 3.10. I'll take so. you on a dead there. I don't reckon it'll win. Who you like? I like I, 
lots. Cosmic Roy was going to be my staying alive for six. It still will be. I think from box one, it'll be, it won't miss a place. I reckon state the facts goes pretty good. I reckon rock on runners over the odds. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I reckon it's a more, I reckon it's a pretty open race. Anyway, go next one. Yep. Uh, Omega Dodge. Yeah. Moral. Then there, where's my other one? There it is. Uh, race nine, number eight courting off box eight pinged last week at cranny. It's a leader's track. 1774. Nothing will lead courting. This dog is one of the most reliable box dogs going around. Yes. Agree. A vacant box is inside. $3.90 is just stupid. And race 10, number two flywheel dolly each way all day. Chuck your house on. Which one? Race 10, number two flywheel dolly each way all day. Uh, who do I like in that one? You'll probably like the seven, but last week yeah, flywheel I dolly did, led yeah. all the way, got rolled in 25-13. I just think it's going to lead. It's an each way special, 550 and 250. Tell me this, the Jay Geeshan next to Cording's name, what's that all about? Yeah, that's who's, trainer. Yeah, who's Jay Geeshan? Jennifer Geeshan. Yeah, well, I was just thinking if it was a Jeff or a relation to Jeff. You, I know. Do you it remember be, Jeff? Yeah, no, they are. Yeah, uh, Jeff Geeshan was. He's from Mafra, just the next town up from Sale. So, all the Geeshans are related down this way. He would be. A, they would be a relation. How have your attempts to try and uh, to try and get Lonnie over? How have they worked out so yeah, far, he's, Poppy? He's, he's actually sitting with me right now. Sitting well, with me right now, boys. Well, you know what we should do then. If he's sitting with you and he's got cans on it, it's probably time for us to have a chat. <laughs> Let's do that. L- and Millam, who, who I uh, preempted, we we're going to have a chat with boys, does our media uh, on race day. So I know that we've gone through this before, but Lonnie's been with us for a couple of months now and he's uh, he's one of those blokes you just love to be around, full of positivity and energy and loves to uh, get involved. And uh, it's a, it's a bit of, been a bit of a story, Lonnie, and I guess we'll start off from right now. How are you enjoying the position? I, I guess you've got to say you, you like it. to uh, help me to meet new people or different trainers of the greyhounds and stuff. It's just been very positive. Yeah, okay. Well, t- t- let's, let's start the story um, from a few years back. You got in as a, as a racing rider. How long yes. were you involved in riding? I started riding when I was three years old, thanks to my father. He put, he put me on a Shetland pony and I rode all the way through. And then he, I went to the picnics when I was 14, about 14 and nine months old and I had three rides there. I uh, ran a second, a third, and won a race, and got a sling. And he got, I got a sling, got a sling of fifty bucks, and that was like a million. <laughs> that, was a, that was a, that was a million dollars for a fourteen-year-old. Uh, where, where were you riding? Uh, that was at um, I could think of it. Uh, Balnarring. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. picnics. Okay, and from there, where did where to go? Um, then I became a, an apprentice jockey to my father. I was with him for f- I think only four months, and I caused interference to a trainer's horse down at Mornington, Mr. Peter Healy's, and he rang up the following uh, following day and asked if I would like to go down. Would, would like to go on loan to him, mm-hmm. which I did, and I went on loan to him. I was only meant to be a three month loan, and then I transferred my indentures over to him. Okay, and, and, and what was riding for your dad like? How did, how did your dad go as a trainer? Um, Dad's very. Um, very good. His horses always went very well. Yeah. Okay. And how'd you and find? One, so you, you 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 walked away from the old man. The old man okay with that? Yeah. The old man was he was wrapped. I got that position. I was yeah. actually I was actually doing year eleven at school, and I was only th- four months into my year eleven, and uh, I went to Catholic College Sale, and they said, "Oh, look, you'll be able to do the rest of year eleven via correspondence." And, and, and you did? They, did you? I did that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I didn't have to. I didn't have. To, I, I never actually had to sit any exams, but I just did the work and, pa- and pass. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. And what about so you, you've now emerged yourself in riding at this stage in year eleven? So you would have been what popping around fifteen or sixteen, I guess. Yes, sixteen. I was sixteen when I moved. I was fifteen when I started, and sixteen when I moved to Peter Healy's. Okay. And so, how many rides were you getting a week at that stage? Ah, uh, ballpark. At least twenty-five. Okay. So more. Busy, yeah. More. I was very busy. Well, before my accident. Uh, I was on ten thousand dollars a week. Is that right? 
minimum. Ooh, wow. I was set. I was. I was um, instigated to be. I don't know how good I could have been, but instead of that, I went on to have an accident. So you that, did. That, that well, and, and I guess that leads us to to that. It was that hanging rock. Hanging rock. Yes. Take us through that day. What you can remember that day. I don't actually remember. It. I don't remember any of it. Only what I've been told. Uh, I flew to Hanging Rock that day with my company called Microflight, and then I rode there. I had three rides, and it was on my fourth ride of uh, the 600 metre mark. Hanging Rocks um, race courses are shaped in an oval shape. Hanging Rock is a, just a tight turning course, and you're always on a turn. And the four, when my fall happened, happened at the 600 metre mark, and the turn is a, a lot of horses at the at the at the races don't actually handle the turn because it's so tight. Mm-hmm. It's um, what to say. What's that? Forty-five degrees. Yeah, like yeah. You get to six hundred. You get round and round. You get the six hundred meter mark, and you go around a forty-five really degree up. turn. Yeah. And that's why a lot of horses shift in. Which, with what happened to me, the horse on my outside shifted in, which caused my horse to touch, bump my horse, caused cause my horse to touch a horse's heels in front of mine. My horse slipped over, broke its neck, threw me into the ground. I broke my jaw, my neck in three places, and my back in four, and suffered a very, very serious acquired brain injury. And uh, I wasn't. Apparently, when I first went to hospital, they wanted to turn my life support off. And if Mum hadn't moved to Melbourne that day, they would have they would have turned it off. Is that right? That's and how so, bad so, it was. You, you spent, and you spent a lot of time in in coma. In yes, I spent six months six months in a comatose state, three months in the Alfred Hospital, and then three months in Epworth Rehabilitation <laughs> Centre in Richmond. And can you? Uh, this may sound like a silly yep. question, but and, uh, it, it, can you remember any of that period? No. No, none whatsoever. None whatsoever. And it would have been testing for your mum and dad, or, or a lovely testing. couple who um. More than testing. It was yeah. testing not just for my mum and dad, just for people in general that knew me. They couldn't yeah. believe where I, where I was and where. I, and, and now they can't believe where I am now. Like yeah. How how far more forward I've got. Like uh, I've, I've so, been, so the, the journey to where you are now has been a long one, though. Like you come long. out of a comatose state for six months yep. um, when they're suggesting your life support is turned off. The rehabilitation to get back. That was just... That's where uh, Epworth Rehabilitation Epworth Rehabilitation Centre in Richmond come into its own. And after my accident, any pretty much nearly any racing person that had any accident, whether it was another jockey or a motorbike rider or mm-hmm. a car, they just sent them straight to Epworth because they they seen what a decent job they'd done on myself. Yeah. And or tell tell us what you know a, a, a week, a month, a, a year looked like for you during that period because it was, I'm guessing, years and years of rehabilitation. Uh, it was... 23 months. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Before, they, before, before they let me out of the lunatic asylum. Yeah. Oh, bang, bang. <laughs> and, off, and off you went. But, yes. you, but in, in previous conversations, you mentioned you, you've even picked up things like dancing to help you coordinate your yes. memory. I did that in the past. I did um, Marsh, I did ballroom dancing at Mornington last year. I danced at Mornington. I danced at Seaford. And I danced at Frankston. But I, I competed. I actually got invited to compete at the international dance competitions. Dance competition. Yeah. I actually, um, the people that I can't think of the year it was, 2000, when was it, 2013, 2012, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Dancing with the Stars people actually were judging as well as, you, you, oh, know, yeah. the, you know, the English judges that were do it, the judging the Dancing with the Stars yeah. in the past. I actually Same dan- people. I danced in front of them. Oh, really? <laughs> my mum my couldn't believe it. She, she almost, she teared up. She was just, it was just incredible. It was but just, isn't it funny that, yeah. and I say funny yeah, loosely, yeah. but isn't it funny that the, the, the twists and turns your life can yes, take? Yes, it does. The one minute you're riding, you're flying a private plane exactly. to Hanging Rock, the next minute your life's in the balance. And, That's right. And then a couple of years down the track, you're dancing in front of, the, some of the most respected judges in the world. Like <laughs> exactly. it's, it's incredible. But it you is. remain this positivity, and I reckon that's yes, an important part of it all. Most definitely. You've, yeah. People have got to realise just 
how lucky they are just in general, just anybody, like, just... Uh, to be able to smile and know why you smile, know why you're smiling. Like, yeah. that's that's the best. That's why that's the best thing. That's where that's where I've come from. I had to relearn how to everything, like walk, talk, and and just comprehend everything in conversation. I, I, a few years ago, I wouldn't be able to sit here and do, and have this conversation properly and, and remember even what I was going to say. What well, is this? Just, it was just having trouble processing, processing, just, uh, in, verbalizing in the brain, your yes, thoughts. Yeah. My thoughts. Yes. Yeah. And look, you know, we were talking, we were talking before when we opened up the show, talking about the, you know, the mental language some people go through lockdowns. It's tough, you know. People are, are not, but but in comparison to some other predicaments that people could find yeah, themselves right. in, it's we, we should just enjoy those moments exactly. as best we can. Uh, that just shows you the intricacies in life, yeah. Rob. It's just you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And mm. as far as you're concerned, now riding's. Have you ever have you ever sat on a horse since? <sighs> Through my old boss's wife, Mrs. Miss Mar- Mrs. Marilyn Healy, she she knew the coach for the Australian Olympic team, Miss Jenny Trail, mm-hmm. and I rode in front of her, and she said that I, I was going okay, and I only I only actually got to ride twice, three three times. It was a, they, had, they had it every two weeks down at Mornington, and I went there, and anyway, I went back for an appointment to see Professor John Oliver, the main brain surgeon, that basically he helped save my life and everything else. And I went and sat in front of him and stuff and said, "Oh, I said, Professor, I've taken up riding for the disabled." Yes. <laughs> and he went, and he just. Uh, how do I describe it? He he just uh, stopped in shock. Mm-hmm. He had the most uh, distressed look on his face. Yes. And he just walked up to me and he's shaking his head the whole time and he said, "One again, I do not ever want to hear of you ever riding a horse again. Yeah. It's yeah. just far too dangerous." And he just kept shaking his head the whole time. Yeah. He couldn't believe that I'd actually done it. Uh, you've come a long way. And boys, Jay on eBay, you know, it's a, it's, it's a great story. It's a great sporting story. It's not a greyhound story, but it's, it's no less great because it's a thoroughbred racing story, but it's a personal victory for, for Lonnie, who's, who's fought his way back from, you know, the situation that not many would survive. No, absolutely. And I actually remember it. I'm showing my age as well, but I, I remember uh, all those years ago, 18 years ago when this happened. And I think it's really interesting hearing, because the question I was going to ask you, Lonnie, is that balance yes. between... I guess looking at what you've lost and then and spending your time thinking about that on looking at what you've actually been able to somehow get back to and focusing on that and it feels to me just like Poppy saying that it's that glass half full attitude of you know I should have been dead I, like I shouldn't even be right. here and if and, and, and even if I was right. here I should be totally incapacitated the fact that I'm at Sale Greyhounds, taking photos of winning owners with a smile on my face, having a laugh and a chat. I mean, better people to have a chat with than Poppy, but you take what you can get, you know. So, um, you know, you take what you can get, exactly. it's glass half full because you could spend your entire time thinking about what you'd lost, but what's the point of that? Exactly. There's no point to it. You've just got to, just got to, you've got to be like the Jamaican bobsled team, mate. Have you ever seen cool runners? <laughs> the great John Candy. The joke John Candy, when they come from the hot, one of the hottest countries in the world and they compete at Calgary, Canada in the snow. And Sanka, the one, one of the one of the three, the Sanka Junior and the other guy. Anyway, Sanka says to him, "You know what, boys? We just got to rise above it." <laughs> <laughs> I did the accents on Thursday. They, <laughs> you're overtaking me here, Lonnie. <laughs> <laughs> and they actually, they actually, but that that just shows the uh, positivity of the whole movie. Like that, to come from such a hot country and compete in the freezing cold in a bobsled thing, and they actually win the gold medal was just, it's just a, a, a um, an amazing story. Even it's even if it's. Not true, or whatever, but it's just a, a well thought up, um, well thought up uh, each situation. Have you been asked, uh, and would you feel comfortable? I think you probably have done these things before, but doing a bit, a bit of corporate speaking because it's such a magnificent story and, and such a great lesson for, I think, corporate environments. I think for for, for kids, for everyone to, to 
to know that, uh, you, know, you know, to have that glass half full attitude and to have a positive outlook on life. Have you done a bit of that, Lonnie, or not? Uh, I have done it. I've done it once at, at, a, at a race meeting. Yeah. In front of the Melbourne Cup crowd. <laughs> 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 I was pretty shy, you know, not really. No, I didn't really care. But anyway, um, I have thought of that, but I've never, never pushed for it because I'm not sure how... Uh, how do I describe <sighs> I'd be happy to do it, but I'm not sure how my parents would take it. Like, I shouldn't say, but like, how would they take it? Um, like they, I'm not sure how comfortable they'd be with me talking all about every, everything that happened because my mum, my mum and dad have been through a heck of like a yeah. hell of a lot with everything. Well, so. well the, the, the the thing, the weird thing is, isn't it, Lonnie? That it, in a in a weird way, you didn't live through it. They did, didn't they? So they I mean, I mean, through, I mean yes. yeah. So I mean, you. While you while you were out out to the world, that that's that's a period of their life that um, you know would be incredibly painful and always will be. That's exactly right. But like you're push, you're, you're suggesting to, for me to do corporate speaking, I would be I would feel more than comfortable um, letting people know that you can you can be like the Jamaican bobsled team <laughs> yeah. and raise above it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, all I can say, if anybody's listening to uh, Sale Sundays tonight, I, I honestly think, and, and Poppy, I think you'd agree that. Um, Lonnie would be great doing that. I mean, I'm not. I'm yeah. not saying go out and push yourself and 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 hit the circuit hardcore or whatever like. But but going out and 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 even speaking to to social groups, to schools, to anybody, and and giving this message because it's something that that it, that like, like the the sanctity of life is something that we forget about far too easily. Exactly, and also what I wouldn't what really what I wouldn't mind maybe doing too was would be maybe to speak to to um, parents in where they've got people in the hospitals or not just parents but you know uncles and aunts like people that are doing it hard with people that have that have actually had accidents and are in, in bad states yeah 100% I, I think you yeah. do a magnificent job uh, Tomo just sit down the Blues are going to win mate I'll get it alright you know just what sit down. Well, he um, actually, he was at, Tomo was actually just surprised that uh, Harry Mackay kicked the goal from a drop <laughs> Because he usually bananas everything. Hey, Lonnie, it's been an amazing chat, mate, and very great, um, well, not reliving the story, but just hearing your great positive attitude. So we appreciate you joining us. Thank you very much for having me on. Have a great night. We much will. We've already started having a great night, and we will continue to. Only four minutes away. We've got to go to a break right now. But we've got to give tips for race three and try and get back. What are your thoughts here? Thank Peacock? you so much. Thanks, Lonnie. Um, hard race, this. This is – I think the seven looks pretty hard to beat, but it's a slow beginner, the pink – uh, it goes 25.30s. It's not as talented as the 7, but it's got a little bit more early zip. And I think the 6 supercomputer, it, uh, I reckon it might lead them up here and be hard to beat. So I'm going to go the 6 each way, supercomputer. I'm going to go the 7, Indrick Bale to win. We'll go for a break now, hopefully get back in time for race three at sale. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Sundays, Twilight Greyhound Racing and Playtime Trackside. There's the green light. Set to go. Third on the card. Racing. Hendrick Bale came out midfield is showing some pace and going away quickly. Dr. Perry and now all Ford on the outside. All Ford goes to the lead by two lengths. Hendrick Bale quickly runs up to second. Dr. Perry third. Then all for now. For the back supercomputer with Peachy went Bams and Ellswick Storm coming up to the home corner. Hendrick Bale the favourite took a narrow lead. Kicking back was all Ford. Hendrick Bale a length or so in front. Hendrick Bale wins it from all Ford. Dr. Perry third and then came supercomputer. Well back was Peachy went Bams from Ellswick Storm at the tail all for now and the time is 25.38. The barn is back in town. The barn is back.
Text you there. I went to school with Lonigan. Great fella. Great to hear from him. And that's Dallas from Camberwell. He's just he just oozes um, positivity and everything. Particularly this time in life, Poppy. You know, could we ever need it more? Yeah, no, that's right. Exactly. Um, I was just having a chat to Lonnie. Actually, continue on our conversation off air. Yeah, look, he's just a likable bloke. And he said, I said, oh, I've really never thought that much about doing guest speaking, but it's something that maybe. You know, he's a natural, and it's a great story. And we only scratched the surface there, but there's so much more to it, especially the rehabilitation he went through, given that he was in a comatose state for, as you said, I think six months. And, you know, it's uh, it, it was a long journey back. And as I say, it was, I found it interesting and inspiring to talk to him, but there's a, there's a lot more to it. Well, you know, Poppy, uh, there's a lot of shit hanging that goes on in this show. And, and uh, you know, so certainly uh, I direct some of it in, in, uh, in your direction. But, uh, you know, I, I would nearly think... And not to put extra pressure on him, but you know, I think you'd nearly be a perfect person if he if he if he wanted to do um, uh, you know a public speaking engagement here and there just to sit down with him and you know um, you know give him a bit of coaching because he he sounds like the confidence that he's gotten from the achievements that he's already been able to make to get himself back where he is. Mm-hmm. He, you can tell he's, he's still got he would have had swagger as a young man in in the. In the uh, when he on the, in the saddle, and now he's still got yep. that swagger, but with a little bit of assistance, I reckon he'd get even more, wouldn't he? If he could go out there and yeah. share that story, because he enjoyed doing it here, as you can understand. And if he could share that story and feel like he was helping people, I, I think that would only be great for his life as well. He's a great people person. He, he walks around the venue, uh, makes conversation, always got a smile on his face, a spring in his step, uh, always willing to listen to and, and start conversations. Um, in fact, he starts most of them, but he, he's, he's willing to listen as well. And, and I, I get the point. He's, his mum and dad, are, they're a very close unit, and uh, you know they come to the track quite regularly. And, and, and I can see they're as proud as punch of everything that he's doing, even if it's just taking photos post-race, they, they, it's every everything he achieves. They probably can, they probably can take a lot of credit for. Yep, absolutely, no doubt about it. And uh, we can't possibly fathom the uh, the experience his parents went through at the time when Lonnie was uh, in a coma for six months. We've got a breaking tweet from who's this bloke? Gerhard. Gerhard, oh, Jared Waitley. Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> I, don't, I only recognised. I thought I was the only bloke who worked here. Anyway. Uh, Chaos ahead used, of Sydney. I, I actually used to. I used to work with Jared. Did you really? You've yeah, worked yeah. with them all, haven't you, Poppy? No, well, I, no. I was at Network Ten in Adelaide as a footy reporter when Jared. He, he was the number one man. Jared Waitley was with Network Ten in uh, Melbourne as their number one footy. Uh, in fact, it was, he was uh, with uh, Hutchie and uh, Anthony Mithen, I think, from memory. So they had a, a great footy team. So what? Do we, so let's have a look. I'm struggling. To, okay, chaos ahead of Sydney Derby. Nine Giants and six Swans players and staff. Now, Tier oh. 2 from rugby must isolate immediately. Can't participate in game. Match is proceeding. Updated teams required. Holy jeez. Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, SpaghettiO. Uh, unfortunately, that sounds, that sounds uh, not Ominous, ideal. doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, it's, part, part of you thinks, uh, Poppy, it's pretty amazing this, this sort of thing hasn't probably happened at some stage before. Yeah, look, you know, and, and to be perfectly honest, I'm quite surprised it hasn't even happened within Greyhound Racing. I mean, we've got many hundreds of participants travelling to many different venues all over the state, haven't we, eBay? And, uh, you know, the fact that we've been uh, been able to avoid it, it's probably a credit to GRV and the participants for the processes they've put in place to make the, you know, the venues and the and the race nights as safe as possible. Yeah, it's um, they've done a fantastic job and 
Uh, it's one of those things that you, when you go to the track, there, there is a lot of mingling going on as we, we do here. You know, you get to go yeah. and sit at tables amongst others and have a chat. And, yeah, I think we're pretty lucky that uh, we, we've still been able to go ahead and and do yeah. what we love and especially the trainers out there that do the hard yards. I said, I don't, I don't really have to go to the track. But no. that, that, that can be the only downfall, I suppose, that the owners haven't had the luxury of going to the track. But we still get to see our dogs go around, there, which is pretty important. Yeah. There was a weird, I know it's a very hard time for owners. There was a weird one, I reckon, coming out of the last lockdown where um, owners couldn't attend the race. I'm talking harness racing here, but I think it was across, um, it was across a few codes. Uh, all three codes, if not thoroughbred and harness racing, at least. So owners weren't allowed to come to the come to the track, but they were allowed to go and visit their horses at their stables. And I couldn't quite get my head around that. I thought to myself, if they if the if the participants are sacrosanct, which they're supposed to be, then and I know it's hard on the owners, but just during that period, just er, er, just keep away from the participants, if you know what I mean, Poppy. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it only takes one, and that's it. it the game in a certain region could be locked down or in an entire state could be locked down and then the revenue of everyone goes ass up. So it's just, it's not worth the risk. And I know it's tough, but we all have to make compromises and sacrifices at the minute. Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of the ways it's been clunky simply because people aren't 100% sure what processes they should be putting in place. It's a bit of guesswork. And you see the difference between states, state to state, you know, what they believe should be done in certain situations varies from state to state. In fact, half the time, to be quite frank, unless you look it up, you know, right at the moment, it's hard to know what you should be doing and shouldn't be doing on a day-to-day basis. So, um, yeah, look, it's, it's been a tough old journey and you get the feeling we've still got a little way to go. That's because we don't know what to believe either, in yeah, all seriousness. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, you wouldn't know what to believe. No, no yeah, well, yeah, I think... How, I, how, how hard is it to know what to do when you don't know what to believe? Like, yeah. seriously, because it changes like the weather. Well, to be... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm being serious, and I'm not one of those sceptics, you know, goes, oh, you know, it's all just a load of garbage well, and this I, and I, that. You know, oh, it's all made up and this. And, and But I just tune out of all that crap. I just tune out of all the... I don't watch any news, none of it. Well, I, I said I was going to save my um, my uh, existentialist editorial 720. for 7.20, but... So the thing is, I, I reckon one thing probably that people have probably realised, and I reckon eBay might be in this category as well, the Peacock, is that... Mm-hmm. So when, when you're trying to uh, when you're trying to work out all the language and the information here, and you realise how difficult it is, it probably reminds you that this is the and this is not the only area of life where you're getting probably fed some crap at times, and it's probably made people realise more than ever before that you know a lot of the information we get about a lot of the things you've you've really got to sift through it from from a, a personal perspective and point of view because it doesn't matter nearly what whatever subject you're going to bring up, there's there's a thousand different opinions on just about everything. Now, you, look, you're 100% right. I guess at the end of the day, you know, I, 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 I trust medical practitioners and what they, what they say. So if you're unsure, go to your medical, medical practitioner, uh, practitioner and take his advice. You know, a lot of people are unsure about taking the jab, for instance. And, you know, I've had the flu jab. Oh, you couldn't, I couldn't tell you what's in it. In fact, <laughs> I've been prescribed things for a million times over my journey uh, from the doctor and I don't go, oh, what's in it? I just trust that what he's telling me is suitable for me. I I guess the other (laughs) flip side of that is that we haven't had the time to trial the consequences of something like these jabs and I take that on board as well. But, um, you know, I think eBay's sort of alluding to the fact that, hey, listen, is is this virus as bad as what it is? No, I don't reckon it is. No, and, 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 you know... Um, I, I sort of kick back and say, when you try to work out why would they be doing what they're doing, um, 
I don't know what the reason would be. Well, be like, I, I, th- I think the, I think the, ama- the amazing thing is, is there's three of us here hosting the show, yeah. and we're all on different – like we, we all yeah, fulfil right. different parts of the spectrum. Is it, it's, you're, like tipping, you, it's like tipping dogs in a in, – That's right. Poppy's 100% in the corner of the, the medical pr- practitioners and the yep. epidemiologist. You're saying yep. I don't believe well, – I, I don't, don't know, know what to believe. You don't know what to believe, but all I'm saying – And I'm somewhere in between. Yeah, but at the way it's going at the moment, that – this is going to drag on for another five years, seriously, because it, it just seems like it's just never-ending. We get out of it, we get back in, we get back out of it, get back in. And, like, just some of the things that they put in place, like, why – I know we're a greyhound racing show, yes. but why are people that want to come from overseas that are Aussies, why are they not made to do 14 days in quarantine over there before they come over here is just absolutely beyond me. Like, why is that not the case? Well, I, mean, yeah, I think – like, come on, like – I think it's exposing, again, in a microcosm, what is happening now is exposing bigger issues. So what we know that money and power and influence rules yeah. the world, and we're getting, we and we're, and we're getting a nice, nice acute look at it now. With yeah, You're well, talking about the footy teams. You're talking about the NRL. If you've got power and influence yep. and political clout and you can – Probably why the racing's still going ahead as well. And racing – racing, Alcohol shops. Racing, racing is incredibly powerful, but racing's power also exists because of the number of people purely that – I think I think before the the one great thing <laughs> I shouldn't say the great thing about the pandemic, but one great thing for racing is that people actually thought that racing was a very tiny part of the Australian culture these days and was fading away. But I think it made everyone realise how many people are employed and how many people rely on the racing industry because that's the reason it survived, Poppy, is because they know how important it is. Well, true, and I think coupled with that is that they're worried about the welfare of the animal. Like if these, if these horses and greyhounds uh, aren't aren't being trained or aren't being raced, then uh, how are they going to be looked after if the people that own them can't generate the income to look after them? So, you know, it's it's look, it's uh, I, I sit back here, and I know we've said it a few times, this is a sale greyhound show, but at the end of the day, you know, th- th- these are the sort of issues that. Greyhound participants are confronting on a daily basis. Well, no. Jay Bond, yeah, it, it, just just think of this, right? If yep. it is, if you listen to Dan Andrews uh. and he says this is the most worrying strain, this, that, and the other, and it's yeah. so deadly. Yeah, why would you bring other people in? Would you bring people in the country? Yeah, like I, honestly, instead of raising, or, or yeah. fly the game, or fly the uh, Richmond Brisbane game up to Queensland, uh, and then they're coming back the next day. Uh, yeah. if it's that bad. Why are we I'll be I'll be honest with you, Peacock. We don't need to do racing tales of the turf later on tonight. <laughs> I'd be able to sit back and discuss this for five hours because, and we wouldn't even touch the side. So, um, there's a lot going on. The only thing I will say, the last word before we go to the break, is that I've had a lot of people over my life um, ill in hospital, and I've and I've been in hospitals hospital environments far, uh, far more than I would like to have been. And the number of times I have um, corrected medical professionals. On things that they felt 100% sure of, because you because you've got close contact with the actual patient that you're dealing with, you realise they are anything but infallible. We'll go to the break now. Come back. Sale Sundays, Twilight Greyhound Racing, Comfortable Sports Lounge, Trackside Dining Fun Crowd, and Playtime Trackside. We'll get Poppy's best bet when we come back from the break. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Sundays, Twilight Greyhound Racing, and Playtime Trackside.
Welcome back to a little show we call Debating the Disease. No, Sale Sunday. <laughs> Sale Sunday is right here at SEN Track. Uh, we're having stacks of fun. There's a few texts coming in. Lockie says, come on, Mitch, look at Malaysia, India, and Europe. The disease is putrid. Yeah. Jake the Snake's wondering when the next race is, if we're discussing, debating <laughs> the jab. And then there's, uh, Jason said, boys, have a great night, Jason. And I thought he was talking about me, but he's just saying his, his, his name's Jason. So he wants us all to have yeah, a great you night. You know what? Let's... Um... Let's give a couple of tips coming out here. There's a couple of really good races on tonight at Gawler as well. Yep. Um, the next race is a 2021 Gawler Produce Consolation, and th- this is a really, really good race. Your favourite is Box 2, and that being uh, Victor Kurt, who went down last week. I don't know how he's $2.50, but I-, I think we can find something to beat him, mate. I think and who is that? I think the six crazy diva each way five dollars and a dollar seventy. It's you. It's named after it. you. It is. Yep. Crazy diva. Yep. It can beat us. <laughs> it is. So um, yeah, and then we're going to try and find something at at sale to um, knock off the fave. By the way, we'll get Bobby's best bit in a minute. The quaddies. Yeah, play it. Play it, Tomo. Do it. The quaddies are available now on the Quaddy app from uh, both Peacock and myself, and we, we'll just read through them. You can go to the Quaddy app, of course, and catch up. Yeah, see, that's the first one I was aware of. One, I've gone one, three, and eight into one, two, three, four, six, and eight into six into one, three, four, six, and seven. I, I've played quite what only because I've got that one out in third leg with a mega dodge. It'll cost you ninety bucks for a hundred percent. Peacock, uh, I've got three, six, and eight in the first leg. Four and eight in the second leg, six and seven in the third leg, and field in the last leg. That's $96 for 100%. Who is your best of the night, Popolenko? Actually, comes up in the next race, boys. I don't mind uh, the number one dog here in race four. Yep. Like um, it. it just so happens that the, the table that I was speaking of before uh, were Harpers and Chignalls and even the lovely Yvonne Andrews, who had the huge winner in race two, sitting at that table. And I've got a sense that we might get a few winners from that table as well. In fact, the Whelans have just joined the table as well, boys. So... Um, they've got the favourite, haven't they, in the next one, Lakeview Bonnie. But I reckon they might. I reckon Alfred team is pretty confident. He hustle hard, gets uh, hugs a run, and Lakeview Bonnie might go right as he comes out of the box and cause a little bit of trouble, and he'll be off and gone. That's the plan, they think, anyway. I reckon it's a good exotic betting race. So, you know, I don't normally play. I play a lot of exotics in harness racing, not as many in greyhound racing. You can normally just pick one and go, I'm happy to have a bet here. But I thought outside the one, two, four, and six. That's your trifecta is definitely there, and I don't think four can possibly win. So it's basically I reckon if you have one, two, nearly one, two, and six to beat one, two, and six to beat one, two, four, and six, you're not going to miss by too far, Peacock. Um, in the next, yes, you said you reckon the, you reckon the four can't win. Is that what you said? I reckon the four is the only other one that I'd be included. So yeah, I'm ruling I'm ruling out the three, the seven, and the eight altogether. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah, no, I'm 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 taking the four in the next. Oh yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. you, well, a box trifecta, one, two, four, and six, or, or maybe... Yeah, I'd leave the six out. I might throw it up a little bit higher than Buster Giblet, the giblet, uh, the giblet, and um, throw it into second. Actually, no, I'd leave the six in because, sorry, the four's a mad railer. Um, Poppy, did you say you reckon the two is a wide runner? Is that right? Well, th- that was the Last suggestion. Last week, yeah, it absolutely th- almost went uh, through the rail. That was my concern. It did, I know. I, it did. I, Hasselhard's hoping that he, 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 he jumps and, and gets a, a break on it. Okay, because I, I, I reckon, I, I dead set reckon that Buster Giblet is ridiculous overs here at 11. First go last week's gone 25.09. He's mad for the fence. He'll be slow out, but he'll find the fence and rail up underneath. And you know what we say at sale, we want to be on the rail. And I reckon there could be a bit of trouble in the one, two, and, and the six. I don't know if it can get across. Gaul is uh, underway, the third event of the program. Matty, liked the, Matty Field liked the four here. And I was on the six. You're on the six? Each way. 
Yeah, well, it seems like oh, they're going up and no. down to the one spot. Yeah, look at it. It's one on here. It's running on heels. It's gone. It's cactus. Shot to bits. All of them? Gone yeah. cactus and shot to bits? Yeah, six is cactus. That's horrible. <laughs> Two's going to hold on. The H rattled late and the two has definitely won. That would um, be a good name for a dog, wouldn't it? What's that? Gone cactus, shot to bits. <laughs> well, shot, shot to bits was the name of a greyhound, and he broke the Bendigo track record first ever start. <laughs> right. What 20, is it? Twenty-seven sixty-nine. He was an absolute machine. Do you know what is the maximum number of characters you're allowed yeah, to have? Eighteen. Eighteen. Gone. Yeah. Ca- I think we might no, be including bit, spaces. Yeah. yeah, I think even in, even even if it was one word, gone cactus, shot to bits would probably overdo it. Well, it's not like harness, mate. You can't name. He, he, like, I reckon. I reckon probably's doing the figures. I am too. One, yeah, two, three, four, no. five, six, seven, Twenty-seven. I reckon. Yeah, no, we're, we're gone. <laughs> we're cactus. We're shot to bits. Yeah. Uh, Mark, you, I'll tell you what, this has been an interesting chat because we're getting some text about it. I didn't believe in COVID. Next door, uh, next door neighbour got it, went on the Ruby Princess. He spent two months in ICU. When he came home, he could not walk two metres without having to sit down. 12 months later, he's better. So there's plenty of different angles and anecdotes. And you've just got to be able to synthesise all the information, as you mentioned, Peacock, and, and work out what you believe. We're only 50 seconds away from the final leg of the early quarter at Salem. We, we are still going to do a, um, we won't call it a pretender nurse. That's uh, staying alive for six. Yes, Bobby? Yes, we are. Yeah, if you can, boy. So maybe after this race, if I get a place getter from each of the races between races five and ten, J-Bone, you've been sensational. I think you got 13 in a row at one stage. So we'll start from scratch again. And uh, I reckon, Mitch, if you can get past the second leg, uh, yeah, it might, might help, eh? What do you reckon? I was hoping, to, I was hoping tonight might be the night to take, uh, to take it out because there's a couple of very tough races, I reckon, where you could – where a lot of people could uh, – because they do tend to dive in generally, don't they, Poppy? There's two runners in every yeah. race that, that sort of takes up 70 or 80% of the field. Yeah. And you if, you them, if you can get them – if you can get one or two, two of them out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what you want. One or two races where you, you, you be brave and at the same time you're lucky. Bit of Sarah Burrell is there. Uh, race four at sale, and the favourite is the giblet. six. Buster Giblet. So we're, we're suggesting nearly have one, two, four, six box trifecta here I've and hope the four wins. I've done that. Yeah, yeah. We're not only suggesting it just theoretically. We're uh, we're actually doing it here yeah. in the studios at one eleven Coventry Street, South Bank, which never stops running, by the way. And uh, no matter what sort of pandemic crisis we have, it's magnificent. Yeah, it's amazing. Here's the fourth at sale. Six and eight. So they're moving in. Getting set for the uh, fourth event. Where's the Ghibli gonna, is the Ghibli going to nearly lead here? Set. There's the green light. Ready to go. Yeah, it is. Oh, I, just got, I can hear the race in the background. Racing, I can hear this race. Hustle hard on the inside. A bit slow to begin. Showing pace was Sir Harley and booting up Lakeview There's Bonnie. Lakeview. Lakeview Bonnie's the clear leader. Got away by oh, two no. lengths. So one's going to get up there. Second. Oh, the seven's... Oh, oh, geez, what's happened here? Was hustle yeah. hard. Yeah. The one in the four might still run second and third here. Early, Sir Harley mm, nah, and seven. Dr. San Diego coming up to the corner. Lakeview Bonnie. Oh, jeez. Well about three lengths clear. Hustle Hard's just found a way to run into all sorts of trouble. Lakeview Bonnie wins from Dr. Wade and third was Judith. Fourth, Sir Harley Made up ground after getting a severe yeah. check early. Then came Jeez. Hustle Hard. Uh, well back there was uh, Buster yeah, Gilbert. The and uh, the time of the race is 25.04. Well, that was a rough-ass affair. But one thing Lakeview Bonnie is proving, that that early speed is is uh, is worth its, its weight in gold, isn't it? 27, yeah, real good early time. It's now had four starts for three wins and a placing. And... That's the difference. But we, we we say about we talk about this every week, don't we, Peacock? But basically, that's the difference between having an amazing strike rate, not having one. Yep, correct. Yeah, you can put yourself there. They all, they, you know, you're not going to be in, you're not going to be the one getting involved in the scrimmages. No, 
I know. Yeah, out in front. See you later. It's all over. So uh, in a moment, not too far away, we'll go to a break in a moment, then come back. Staying alive for six, we'll give our numbers there. We've already got the quaddies up on the quaddie app. You're listening to Sale Sundays, by the way. And also, yes, yes, yes. And when we come back, we might also, we've already started it, but we might also continue that debate about do we need a week off? The thoroughbreds will be taking five days off the last week of this month between Monday and Friday. Does that need to happen in Greyhound racing? I wonder what Copter would say. Let's go for a break. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Sundays, Twilight Greyhound Racing and Playtime Trackside. You want deep back here on Sale Sundays for your Sunday evening here on SEN Track. Michael Thompson and Rob Popplestone live direct from Sale. Poppy, how do you think the boys are going to go when they put together their quote-unquote staying alive for six tonight? Well, look, I hope they finish better than they start. Now, there's an old saying, when you're punting, you lose early, you win late. And I reckon we're due to win a fair bit based on their early form, aren't we? So let's hope they can. Uh, the boys have been... In fact, uh, Jay bond has got two quadrellas in the last three weeks. So just three weeks ago, he got one for $277, a return from 50 Last week, he got $190 back, dollars back for uh, his $50 investment. eBay's due for one. Also, Jay Bon is, uh, up until last week, was going nicely. He picked place getters in six races two weeks in a row and then followed up with the first race last week before he went downhill. So, hey, look, the, the, the boys are going okay. They're going okay. I'm actually, between me, you and the gatepost, I'm actually quite interested to know how they're going to go in the quiz because if you recall last week when it was about sport, Against the odds, <laughs> eBay, eBay left J-Bond standing. Yeah, so that's true. I've, deli- I've deliberately put uh, one of, by his own admission, J-Bond's strengths in literature, a quiz about literature together. So we'll see how they... And some of them, I think two questions are reasonably easy and there's three that would test the normal person. And J-Bond could be... A, I think he's a better than the normal person, but there's nowhere to hide after this one, this quiz that we've got later on. Well, what I... Poppy, the, the reason I... Look, I won't say I'm the number one literature expert in the world, even though I did... No. It is, was one of the... Um, well, was one of my majors at uni, but... I reckon it's just the fact that I think that it creates separation with the with the uh, yeah. with the average person, if you know what I mean. I think it's probably yeah. that's where I get where, where I might get a slight edge. Hopefully, I, I'll, I'll tell you what. I, I've already got a touch of insomnia. If I if I do lose the the, the literature quiz tonight, I won't sleep a wink. I can guarantee it. There, well, there'll be nothing out of, the, out of the five questions, I only knew two, and one was I actually liked the movie that came as a consequence of the book, so I sort of understood where it came from. And the, and the first one's, the first question's reasonably easy, I would say. Um, I reckon questions four and five uh, start to test you a little bit. But for, for you, I, I, it could be a walk in the park. It was just news to me. Hopefully okay. It's not, hopefully it's not news to Mitch and, uh, and yourself. I, I'm, I'm hoping he pushes you, to be honest. I'm hoping I can get at least three. I think I'll be disappointed if I can't knock uh, over no, three. No, you, you, I, I would, uh, I'll back you'd be odds on deep, deep in the red, $1.04 to be getting three. I reckon you're $1.25 to get four, and I reckon you're still odds $1.90 to get five. <laughs> all right. So the pressure's on eBay <laughs> this week. Um, all right. So uh, we, i tell you what, when, when do you want – we've got fast talking coming up as well a little bit later, Poppy. When do you want, we'll get stuck into this conversation quickly first. Um, we've already sort of started on it. and we, I think I see your point, Peacock, but I sort of uh, was talking about the fact that an opportunity just to maybe get away and know, and know that there's no responsibilities. Greyhound racing is a little bit different to thoroughbred racing and harness racing because – 
jockeys and drivers, they feel like they can never get away because all you have to do is say no to a drive or a ride you, once can. and you might never get back on that horse ever again. Mm. Um, Greyhound Racing, your, your thoughts? It sounds like you're, you're quite happy, which is funny because you're so close to the participant side of the game. Yep. But you're quite happy. Let, let's just let it roll. Yeah, because, like, for anyone that's got over six dogs, it is a full-time operation. It is something that you can't neglect them. You can't say, oh, I'm going to go away. Uh, I'm going to take a break. Somebody but, else yeah. can take over for a bit, though, can't they? Yeah, but there's there's a bit of trust to go involved. There's dogs, you know, you can explain to someone how to feed them. You, you can say, and then what happens? Oh, they've got something come up. Oh, and then you're constantly stressing out. So it's not, not even like a break. You go away and you're like, Oh, have you fed the dogs? Have you let them out? Have you done this? Have you done that? Do you reckon you're speaking for everybody when you say that? Yeah. Everyone, everyone like, would feel people, the same way. People love their dogs that much, and Poppy will probably agree with me. People at the track, they love the dogs that much, and they feel a sense of pressure, not only just training a dog for someone else, but then if it, if, if it's in someone else's care, if you go away for a week, mate, you, you're not getting any sort of – there's no relaxation. It is all stress. I'll, I'll I'm, put, sh- I'm shooting yeah. down to the Ballerine Peninsula in the third week of August, boys, and taking my mum and dad with me, uh, they've got a cat. Well, you, you, you believe that we're trying to, you know, uh, bring down the Great Wall of China uh, because it's such yep. a hassle. To what are we going to do with this cat for 24 hours? I mean, you know, who's going to... Oh, no, they can't mind it. No, no, it can't be able... It has to be a woman. Do you know someone who... Like, truly. I can't believe this stuff, to be honest. This is no no word of a lie, Jay Bond. I went away away to Bali um, with the family, and my parents had booked it, and they said, this is the only time we're going to get away between, you know, your brother, your sister, myself, and then mum and dad. And I said, who's going to do the dogs? We had 25 dogs at home at the time. And a mate down the road who just owned a share in one of them, I, I got him to come around every day and feed the dogs. Yeah. And I could, he couldn't put him in the galloping yards because, like, they jump on him, they'd come flying out the kennels, just didn't know the personalities of every dog. Yeah. So he just had to get them and just put them in the empty yards. Just so, so they didn't even get that sense of galloping. Mate, I, I messaged him more times on that. Little holiday. It was more stressful than actually. You weren't really on mate, a holiday. I, I'm dead serious. I messaged him, mate, have you fed him? Have you fed him? He wouldn't reply. And then all of a sudden, later on in the day, he'd go, oh, yeah, mate, all good. It's all done. And then you're like, oh, all right. Well, like, but, mate, honestly, <laughs> I'm telling you, they do not relax one I'm, bit. I'm just going to play da- devil's advocate on this for a second, okay? In recent times, um, and this has always been happened, but it, it happened, but it's more prevalent now in the media, Naomi Osaka now, uh, Liz Cambridge more recently over the last few days, people under extreme pressure uh, at the top level uh, and the fact that there's no work-life balance and it's 24-7, that's my thinking, Poppy, that that I, I don't I, – I don't think – I think there would be some trainers that would that would hate the idea of not being there every second of the day, but for the mental health of a few others, I, I'm – I must admit I'm for a concept like the Thoroughbreds are uh, trialling at the end of the month. Look, I am as well, Jay Bond, and I, and I guess it's quite unusual because the trainers would be the only people in the industry who actually don't have a break. Every other person uh, in the industry that I could think of, participants and stewards and administration, um, owner, they all have a break except for the trainers. As Mitch said, like they just... They feel as though they can't get away. But isn't that unusual? I, I, I wouldn't think there'd be too many sports in the world where they wouldn't be clawing at the opportunity to have a breather, whereas greyhound trainers 
based on what Mitch is saying. And I understand it. It just feels as though it's actually more stressful to get away than what it is to keep working. It is, yeah. I, I, well, I know, so, so, can I, I know personally. Yeah. I know personally. I used to work for Dailies, the uh, Andrea, Andrea, uh, Tom, George, the Dailies down in uh, Anarchy. Um, and how many dogs would they have? 120 to 150. Wow. And how many staff then to manage that? Four. <laughs> wow. That Four. is a that's a big job. Right. They get worked. They galloped twice a day. Mate, it was an absolute eye-opener. I learned everything from down there. Um, that was when Tom and Andrea went away. They went away to New Zealand on a holiday, took the fam, uh, took the young fella Geordie along as well, and um, Andrea's daughter, Corey, who still is one of the, the main oper- or main um, people that runs the operation now. And uh, she was there. She was only young at the time. We both just were – well, she was 18 – well, both 18 or close to it and could just drive, but um, – George, which is Tom Daly's brother, he was running the operation while they went away and said, Mitch, can you come and work for me? Um, I'm talking of, I've handled, you know, one dog here and there, let alone 120. But just for the, the trust that they put in you to, to, you know, do the processes right, they explain it all. Like, mate, I've never been so stressed out in my life so, for so the he, first couple of days. Here's a little question. It's very difficult to answer this on the spot. Um, but I'm a, I'm a solutions person i'm a problem solver i, I yep. like to look at problems and say how how can we solve them is there a solution to the problem i mean i know there's a huge psychological aspect here with trainers not wanting to not wanting to let go of the, of the rain so to speak i'm doing a little bit of a mixed metaphor there but is there a solution here or is there a way to to making things a little bit easier so that when you do go on a break you're not stressed so badly that you might as well not have gone no there's no solution i'll tell you why this this is exactly why right for a trainer I'm talking about for a trainer. So you, you want to have a break for a week, mm-hmm. a go away on a holiday. You've got 20 dogs. Who can you trust to come and do your dogs? For the, I'm talking about the majority of trainers, not just the specific, you know, a couple here and there. They've got family that can do it. Who do you trust that can come and look after 20 dogs, gallop them, feed them, do it all that, without having to think, is it being done properly? Then... You know, are they going to do it routine like I would? No, they never would because that's they've got other lives to live as well. So you've got to really have that trust in someone. And then... Would somebody trust you to do it? Oh, probably certain people. Yeah, certain people would. But it's, you've got to be close enough to them. But at the same time, it, if you can't find someone to do Why it... Why aren't people building those? I feel like there's an opportunity there then to... To build a relationship with somebody like like you, because people like their dogs more than they like their friendships with people, mate. No, but you're not you're not you're not, you're not saying oh, I'm I'm going to let you get away with stuff. It's about saying I believe I'm going to have you over here. Yep. You pop over if you love greyhound racing and you work every now yep. and then, and I'll show you the things so that when I go away, you know the process, you know how this works, and I don't have to stress if I hand it over to you for a bit. Yeah, I know, but maybe there's a maybe there's the a position maybe there's a position within the industry that actually people are employed to do exactly that. But the hardest part. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't part, actually even. Mind. I like. I quite like that idea. Yeah, but uh, okay. But but then the hardest part is that obviously we've got what's going on at the moment. You know, like obviously um, the GOTBA thing, and then swabbing and that. How, how do you how do you trust someone if they're you know, they might be bloody do drugs. You might not even know it. You've got some severe trust issues. No, we found I'm, that no, we found I, that out mate, from the earlier no, conversation. You've got I, I, some profound. Mate, I, I'm sit down I'm, on the couch. I, I trust. I trust. A lot, a lot of people, mate. I, I, yeah, I know. I'm, not that, I'm just saying that, like, the, the the trainers love their dogs and they feel that much pressure when it comes to training a dog for someone, let alone their own, that how do you get someone to go and do the operation for you and then try and go away on a holiday and actually relax 
opposed to thinking about the animals. Oh, that's, oh, that's the thing. I, I just think it's a waste of time. Poppy, my big concern here, my big big concern here is we're we're trying to we're trying to recruit in racing people in as owners in as breeders. Yep. And we're also trying to recruit people into training, right? Yeah. If the only way they can they can get into the game, we're telling them, is that you basically have to commit 365 days of your life every single year to this, and you can ne- and you can never miss a beat at any point, and you can never trust somebody else. I think it, I think you we're going to come to a dogs. I think we're going to come to a point where it, it makes it very hard to attract new trainers. You just got to stick to a couple of grands. That's all it is. If you're going to do that, what do you reckon, Bobby? Uh, look, I. I think Mitch is pretty set in his ways. He's not going anywhere. He's not going on a breather. He's not going on a holiday. The, 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 I, I don't. No, my parents went to I will tell you. And Poppy will, Thailand. I didn't go. I stayed home. Poppy will tell you the same. I, I mean, it's not as though we don't know this, Poppy. But the, I, I mix with uh, any number of trainers from all three codes, and they all have the same attitude. So it's, it's and, yeah. and, and most of the time, even though they are, you can tell quite a lot of the time, the the physical and and psychological stresses are enormous. They're so consumed in the industry that uh, it it would take a virtual deprogramming of some kind to stop them thinking about their horses all the time. Anyway, all greyhounds. Yeah, yeah look, I, I'd be. Is are there times when trainers are stressed and they surely, like most, they feel as though they need to get away? Yeah, that, there's no doubt about it that they feel that feel that they have to get away. As I said, like Andrew, I know, I know for Tom, I know for a fact. On a holiday to New Zealand, but like. Whether they speak about it openly, trainers are they are they are hurting. They're not a lot of them are not living the kind of lives that they should be. Drivers no, aren't, jockeys right. aren't. You're they're right. not. And I, mate, I'll even speak about it from an owner's point of view. You know, there's that many more downs than there is ups, but the ups are so good that that's what keeps you in the game. Mm-hmm. It is such a good industry. But you know, like my dog will go around and win a race. Next start he'll fall over, or next start he'll he'll get checked and spat out to last, or, or your pup hurts itself in the run, or something yeah. like that, and you're like, oh, geez, just you know. Can we just have a nice run for, like, mate, I had a run there with a couple of dogs. We could not draw a box to save ourselves in the race. Box seven, six, seven, six. So it's like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being, I'm being yeah, serious. Yeah. And it's like, is this a joke or what? Like, I, I'm putting that much time and effort in them and I keep drawing bad boxes. I might as well not race the dog. Yeah. Like, and, I, and that was with Robbie Britton. Robbie rings me up and goes, this has just become a joke now. But, like, it's certain things like that. But there, there is no doubt about it, the trainers out there. And I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm not saying that it's not, it's not possible. I'm just saying from... You don't know how. Yeah. Because they have that much trust, that much, you know, love with the for the dogs. Yeah. And they've got a bit of... It's not like you're training, you're training your own. A lot of people are training dogs for people. So, you know, if they go away, what's the perception of the owner? Hey, yeah. boys. Yeah. Um, I hate to interrupt, but I need your place getters in each of the next oh, five, uh, six races. Geez. Yeah. You want to yeah. go... I'll, I'll go first because I've got mine lined up here. Go for it, uh, it goes a little like this, a little less conversation, a little more action. Bon, what are you doing here, mate? Uh, three. Yes. One. Yes. Six. Mm-hmm. Six. Yes. Eight. Oh, you didn't have eight in the last. Oh, yeah, that's right. Race nine, number eight. Yep. Seven. Seven. Okay. Uh, eBay. Three. Yes. Eight. Yes. Uh, six. Mm-hmm. Who was on this one? Uh, four. Mm-hmm. Like eight for courting, and then the last yeah. like the two. Okay, done. Let's see how you go. Um, Thirty seconds away in this race. I'm um, steps up to five twenty here, Wigram Road, but yep. I reckon it's a one. Blows them away. Uh, I thought the major danger was not in fact the eight, but was probably one. General Kalinda. Six was the danger for me, Bernadette. 
You love Bernadette. You love Bernadette. Yeah, no, it's a, we've look, all recognised it. Bernadette. Yeah, this is like, yeah, this is like a black. Sales a leader's track. If you get out, Peacock you know, and Ber- Bernadette up a, up a tree. K I S S I N G. These my, two. My missus' middle name is Bernadette. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, there's just no doubt. It's like when you're at a bar and you're, you're pretending. No, I didn't like that girl. Yes, you do. You've been slop- You've been yeah. staring at her all night. Bernadette. Vacant, um, vacant box inside here. Sixteen to one. It could be the quaddy value. I'm telling you right now. We what we do to Wigram Road is has been racing at four forty mostly and four sixties and these kind of things, but isn't typically a blazing beginner. That's a question. Has to balance up and try and drive forward. Yeah, no, that's against quicker beginners though. As they step up in, up in trip trip, they slow, they begin slower. Yeah. Here we go. Stronger. 440 metres, the trip. And I want the six. I've and left the, the six out of all my quarters. Yeah, well. The, my ones that I've had. Ready for a start. I'll blow up Deluxe, actually, after the start <laughs> of the night. Away they go. General Kalinda on the inside. Oh, six is gone. Pretty well. Showing pace on the outside was Bernadette. Bernadette goes for the... Wigram's got it. Yeah, Wigram's Going up strong. to second there was Wigram Road, the favourite to challenge, and then variations in a pretty good spot. Further back on the outside, Aces of Trumps, and in behind oh. those, General Kalinda. Then well back, Ellie Spence, and toward the tail Here's was the pin gets strong. Off the back, Wigram got Road, just cold. in front on the outside. Aces of Trumps is throwing down the challenge. Yep. Variation in third. Aces of Trumps on the outside, put its nose in. Nah, I'm still in the quaddy. Well, I'm not in the actual. From Wigram Road and did I have it in my neighbourhood? And then came on the inside, did, General Kalinda. Well back, Ellie Spence. Yeah. Bernadette knocked up and bit twisted. And it's 29 and 69. Gee, that's a good run. 29 and 69. Uh, a great run. I actually had variation in um, in a little staggered quaddy, but it wasn't in the, the quaddy that we've given out in the quaddy app. So what did you have in the, in the first leg of the quaddy app? Three, six and eight. And I had one, three and eight. So we've both, kept, yeah. we've, we've both escaped. With exactly the same percentage. And that was favourite in the end, Aces of Trumps. Was it really? <laughs> Wigram Road was a little bit unlucky. It sort of had, had the opportunity yeah. to burst clear and just got a check at, at a time where he literally didn't want it. Let's go for a break here. You're listening to Sale Sundays on SEN Track. We might come back and get stuck into that literature quiz. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Sundays, Twilight Greyhound Racing and Playtime Trackside. Sale Sundays, Twilight Greyhound Racing and Playtime Trackside and Comfortable Sports Lounge, Trackside Dining, Fun Crowd, and yet again, yet again, just in case you didn't hear it the first time, Playtime Trackside. Welcome back to Sale Sundays. You're listening to SEN Track here. It is Tomo pushing the buttons uh, and making sure that nobody hears what we're saying off air. We've got uh, Peacock, we've got myself, Jay Bon, and also Poppy on track. Last word I've got to say about this, uh, the, the previous issue we were discussing, if you're in a normal organisation... They make you take four weeks off a year. Yep. They make you take four weeks off a year. Mm-hmm. And don't worry, I've been up to tw- over 20 weeks in the bank sometimes, and they'll come to your house with firearms because they'll say, <laughs> you've got to take some time off because as an organisation, we're going to get screwed here if you don't take some time off. So we just have to recognise the unique, weird, weird nature of racing that every other regulated industry in the world makes you take four weeks off a year and... That doesn't happen in racing. But that's the final word on that one. Poppy, have you got this, this magnificent got this literature quiz? Yeah, I have, actually. Yeah. actually I've got a couple of just a little snippets of news, too, because okay. uh, Tarogan Greyhound Club, are, you recall last week we spoke to the GM, Steve Clark, about the Open Day, the participant day they were having yeah. tomorrow. That's obviously been canned just for the moment because of COVID. So that was a bit unfortunate because there was a lot of people that wanting to go down and um, have a look at what they might do. Um, also... I read with interest uh, GRV in conjunction with Greyhound Clubs Victoria 
is announcing a review into the harrowing practices undertaken at clubs across Victoria. So mm. that'll be interesting what comes of that, eBay, um, yeah. out of the blue. Hey, what about this snippet? You'll be able to tell us a little bit about this Victorian breeder and trainer, Ray Hennis. Admits he was in a bit of a rush when Speedy Evie finally came on season after an 18-month wait, but his decision to use superstar Tommy Shelby yep. for her first mating has been a bonus. Um, this week, Speedy Evie uh, whelped five dogs and two bitches. The first litter side by Thomas uh, Tommy Shelby, who we know is a yep. Group 1 champ. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I know Ray personally. I know him really well, actually. Uh, he's trained a couple of dogs for me. He's bred a litter and he whelped them down. He's actually whelped about three of my litters down. So fantastic bloke, knows his stuff, always had great success with whichever uh, size he's gone to. Um, mm-hmm. He's actually he's one of the most interesting people when it comes to breeding because I, I know, he'd probably agree that whenever he goes to the more high-profile size, your Barcy, Bale, Fernando, Bale, mm-hmm. et cetera, he doesn't get the results that he does going to those sort of first-time up-and-coming size, the zipping garths, the um, uh, cutting edge, et cetera, et cetera. So he's, he's kind of gone to those sort of size. Um, Tommy Shelby, you know, not proven yet, but gets great results. And I'll tell you what, this bitch was an absolute superstar, Speedy Evie. She was going to be absolutely well, She was from cutting edge herself, wasn't yep, she? Yep, that's yep, what I'm saying. So yeah. she was just an absolute rocket. Um, broke her hock, sadly, but um, no doubt she'll be able to throw some strength in the pups. And Tommy Shelby just had that tenacity to chase and win. So yeah, it's going to be a really interesting litter. I think he said there might be a couple for sale as long as he gets to train them. So, um, yeah, I'd be making sure they wouldn't leave my property. I'm sure it works exactly the same way in Greyhound Racing as in the uh, the two equine codes, Peacock. So you've got, you know, Dane Hill is the you know the father of Reduce Choice, who then becomes a new super sire, and in harness racing you'll have in the pocket to Christian Cullen or Courage Under Fire. Tommy Shelby's by Fernando Bale, mm-hmm. so you get you're getting a great performing son of Fernando Bale. That's not to say you're going to get Fernando Bale when you go to him, no. But you're getting the blood. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of people um, will always say that you know oh. The, the line, it's the line. Oh, if, if, one of Fernando Bale's sons. Yeah. Why not just go to Fernando Bale? Because it's cheaper to go to, Co- to Tommy Shelby, correct. that's why. Correct, But I'm just saying, like, a lot of people will say, oh, I'll just go to one of his best sons and, and expect to get, you know, mm. Fernando Bale progeny. Yeah. Well, the, it, it, does, it doesn't, it doesn't well, always Well, at the end of the day, it's a little bit like the Dane Hill situation. You yep. being a thoroughbred man, Poppy, would, would, have followed, uh, would have followed breeding in thoroughbreds quite a bit. But... At the end of the day, so you've got to be on the ground floor with the with the first season and second se- season yep. sires, so to speak, right. because if you, you need to get in there because by the time they've proven they're nearly as good as their old man, they cost just about as much as well. Yeah, yeah, you're right too. Well, what would a what would a stick cost from a from a decent dog at the moment? EBay? Who, who would be the leading and how much? Fernando by miles. Leading it? sire Fernando Bale. He um, the other day. He ticked over a million dollars in progeny prize money for 2021 at Sandown Park alone. Mm. The next highest was Barcy Bale around 460. After that was Aston DB 333, and um, Mr. Twister was around 260,000. So, 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 what, so what are you paying for? What are you paying for individual stick? Fernando Bale 88. Okay. 8,800 yep. for a stick there. Barcy Bale's 12,000. That's just due to him being. Uh, deceased and new, uh, limited number of straws. And what would Tommy be? Tommy oh. Shelby's around the 2,000. 500 mark or 2,200 it's mark, fair, It's a fair old disparity, isn't it? It is, but can I give you one way of thinking of this, right? So, mm-hmm. you breed a litter. Mm-hmm. You go and get them whelped down for yeah. four to 5,000. 
anywhere you go, roughly around the same. So say four and a half thousand to get them whelped down. Uh, rearing it costs around seventy five dollars the dog a week. Breaking in four weeks at around one hundred and forty dollars, one hundred and fifty dollars. So six hundred bucks mm-hmm. for your breaking in. Pre training's around one hundred and twenty five a week. What's the only difference in all of this? The top number. And that is the stud cost. Yes. So right. if you can afford to go to the best, yeah. why would you hesitate? Because everything else costs the exact same. But, right, people will say, oh, 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 oh this and this and this. But, like, really, at the end of the day, if you've can, if you got the money to go to the best and you choose to go to the second best, well, you expect to get second-rate pups. Yeah, I, I think that, I think that. If, do you know what I'm saying? I I, I kind of get where you're coming from, and in um, the only difference, you know, in breeding. thoroughbred racing, I, I don't know who'd be the top now, you know, Schnitzel or something like that here, but um, and uh, and better delight by miles in harness racing, but the problem is you just you don't want to direct everybody. We've actually got uh, caps now. Are there caps in greyhound racing? No. So oh, in, sorry, like as in Tosias. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fernando's only allowed to produce. Sorry, sell. Fifty-two straws quarterly. Yeah. See. Yeah. So, 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 not, so, so number one, not everyone can get that. No, no, no. I, we struggled to get our last one. No, dad, dad had to like. No, sorry. I had to borrow someone else's straw that had already had one to uh, Fernando, and then repay one with. Cash. And you, and, and, and uh, if you want the local, you, you want the local breeding industry to, to thrive. There has to be there has to be a good well, depth of of what are deemed to be quality. Size. Size. Yeah, well, you look at it, Fernando Balbasi Bell, they're the two top by panels. Yep. Like, I'm talking panels. But underneath that, you've got Myra Dima, he's a son of Fernando Bell. Aston DB, he's a son of Barcia. Um, Cosmic Rumble's been around a little while now, Magic Sprite. So there's quite a few there. But, like, all the up-and-coming ones, Mapunga Blazer as well, he's by Barcia. So Barcia and Fernando have got them by far the biggest crop mm. of up-and-coming sires. Like by by a mile, but then that's why people will go. Oh well, everything's by Fernando Bell or Barcia, so we're gonna have to try and find an outcross because our bitches are gonna be Fernando or Barcia. Yeah. So we're gonna have to try and find something to go elsewhere. Hence why you got your zipping Garth who are in now. He's by Zulu Zeus. You've also got Bernardo. A lot of people go there. He's by uh, Casey and all I believe. But the the hardest part is that you take a risk when you go to an unproven side. And I had this chat with George Daly, who's a very good friend of mine, and um, he's bred quite a few litters now that. If if you've got the choice, you know, to go to A A or B, if you've got the choice to go to one or the other, well, surely you go to the best one that you can go to. But instead of paying two thousand and mm. taking the risk, he would rather pay four thousand once it's proven. Yep. Yeah, I get that. Right? Mm. So not let, everyone can so not everyone no, can do that. Not yeah. everyone else can. But let's but let's let someone else test them out first. Yeah. Right? No, no, seriously. Let someone it's the same else... as you and the vaccine. I like this. It's, this is a very else, consistent theme. Let someone else <laughs> test it out first. And you know what? Uh, Pups will start... Uh, dogs will start to hit the track and you'll say, geez, this thing can throw. Aston DB, now he, he's hit the ground running. Like, uh, his straws have gone through the roof. But I'd rather pay because it's the only difference in cost across breeding. I'd rather pay an extra couple of thousand up front for the, the straw, knowing that he's proven... And then pay all the rearing, breaking in, da 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 da. After that, I reckon that yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I think there's multiple ways to look at it, and that's why. That's my we, view. That's why we do it. And, I, I, and there'll I, be listeners at sale right now, and I can hear my voice in the background. There'll be people sitting at the tables there saying, "I'm talking an absolute load of garbage," <laughs> and then others that probably can relate. No, yeah, because it's a, it's a, it's a perspective, it's a point of view, it's a philosophy, it basically. Is, it is exactly right. But like, yeah, my theory: why take the risk on something 
yeah. if you've got the money, a little bit extra to go to someone that's yeah, proven. Yeah, it's a punter's mentality. All right, Poppy, have you got the literature quiz waiting for Yes. I have, boy. That was a good chat and interesting. Um, a, all right, quiz time it is. Literature is the subject. Uh, question number one. Here we go. Mark Twain's beloved characters, Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, resi- reside in which state? Oh. Jason. Yes. I'm going to say, well, they were on the Mississippi River, weren't they? So I'm going to say Mississippi. Correct. <laughs> Mississippi. Jeez. Oh, Hang on. Oh, Nothing Pull that I out of nowhere. I have to admit, that was one of the easy ones. Uh, good. All right, here we go. Oh, no, this one's not too bad. In Charles Dickens' Oliver Twist, what food does Oliver famously ask? Please, sir, I want some more. Mitch. Oh, yes. I think it's porridge. I think I'll accept porridge. I think I will accept porridge. I, I, I think, and, and J-Bon, you might be able to help me here. Um, gruel, G-R-U-E-L. It's very similar. I think, yeah, I, yeah I, I think porridge is acceptable. Yeah, I, I think like... I'll take porridge. Yep. All right, one apiece. Well done. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, here's, I, I love this series. Uh, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo was originally published... In what language? Oh. Jason. It's definitely Scando. I'm going to say Danish. Incorrect. Oh. It'll be, yeah, well, oh, it's, mate. it's Scando. <laughs> mate, I'm terrible with all that sort of stuff. It'll be Swedish probably now, I'd say. eBay? Oh, I've got no idea. Jeez, I'd be having a guess based on what you just heard. Well, if he said Swedish, I'll say Swedish. <laughs> because he... <laughs> And now, now I'm going to get the next two after handing you that one. I've got, I've got, it's, a bit like, the, it's a bit like, you know, the great ch- the, the chaser? Yeah. How yeah. the guy's like, oh, it was so – and he's like, oh, gee, I wasn't meant to say that. So well, they, I, 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 Magic Johnson was always my favourite basketballer. I'm just, I'm just handing off assists here. All right, let's go. You are, yeah, it's a lot. You, you just handed him a bowl of porridge there. Well done. Hey, listen, question number four. With eBay leading 2-1, what is the seventh and final instalment – in J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter series. I hate Harry Potter. <laughs> I've, I think I've watched, I've read the first couple of books just because I had to for school. Um, uh, what was the seventh and final instalment? You have a guess. We, we'll just keep going through it until we get there, I reckon, eBay. It's going to be, Harry, I don't know, Harry Potter and goodness me. Phone a friend. We do, we, the show does finish at eight. I'll have a go. Can I phone a friend? Yes. Deathly yep. Hallows. Correct. Two all. Oof. Here what, we go. What was it? Deathly Hallows. Uh, Deathly yeah. Hallows. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. There, there was a sorcerer's or philosopher's stone. That's half, that's half a point. Hallows. I thought it was Harrows. No, I'm pretty sure it's Deathly Hallows, isn't it? Is yeah, it? yeah. Tom Oves seems to be a Harry Potter fan, or he's, he's, given, he's given the Hallows a big big tip. Are you a Harry Potter fan, Tomo? Massive Harry Potter well, fan. Well, you could have got in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see how you guys went. This is where it comes down. Four minutes out from uh, the second leg of the quarter title. Now, I don't, know, I don't know how hard this question is. I don't know. I wouldn't have known the answer. But who is the hero of Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series? I know what the I know what the meaning of meaning of life is in, in the. I've never read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but I know what the meaning of life read, is. I don't read books, mate. So you might have to come well, up with another. For, quick. for a bloke that for a bloke that doesn't read books, you've got two all with the world champion. <laughs> I know the meaning of life is is forty two. 
which I'm going to be in September. Um, but uh, I, who is the hero of Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? You might have to think, you, you might have to personally think of a tiebreaker here because I don't think either of us are going to get it. To be honest. Um, All right. Well, how about I come back with a tiebreaker question yes. after the first uh, after the next race here? Yeah, it sounds like a good idea. Are you, are you happy with that? I like that because then I'll make one up. Uh, yep. The answer to that particular question was Arthur Dent. Arthur oh, he's Dent real, related to my missus. <laughs> my missus, I, I would like to find a friend there because my my missus, the great Desi G, who ran second last night by the way at, uh, at Beckley Park, Geelong. Um, she's a big science fiction reader, but it's never really been my go. Okay, second leg of the quaddy. You're keen on Ruffiano, big time. Three dollars thirty's got to be good enough if you're so keen, Peacock. Yeah, I am keen on Ruffiano here. The worry, the one I'm worried about is the four. State the facts, considering how well it's gone to date. Twenty nine sixty seven. Um, the brother. Well, sorry, the, the same kennel, mate. Uh, Wigram Road has been flying as well, so it is probably the main concern for me. I'm, and not much money for it yet, but I'm going to monitor betting moves. But, yeah, I'm going to stick with the eight. I reckon um, I'd be happy to have a bundle bet here in the four and the six. So state the facts. I'm, I'm, I agree. So six starts, three wins, three placings, uh, all at this track. Um, had a little bit of a break, but... Seems to be a, a greyhound of uh, good ability. Stepping up to the 520, only had one go the distance, but ran pretty good time, ran very good time, as a matter of fact, in defeat, 29.67. And Rock On Runner is one from one for box six. And is also last start of the Meadows, 30, 13.41, 5.25, okay. Um, but prior to that, had run some some nice times over the 440 here at sale and is a pretty quick beginner. It wouldn't totally shock me if Rock on Runner, if it began as quickly as it could and was just able to balance up out there, might be able to head them off. How did you yeah. see the early speed? Yeah, um, I thought that the early speed was going to be between uh, Tali. I didn't know what state the fax was going to do, so that was the, the concern for me, but it, it showed some pretty good early Cosmic tone. Roy begins all right as well. Yeah, it begins okay. Uh, Harlequin Rose always has a little bit of dash as well um, when it when it wants to. So thought there's a bit of speed inside. Hence why I thought with the lack of speed outside, Ruffiano might get a nice sit on him. Mm. Um, but yeah, geez, he's been flying, Ruffiano. The only concern is that um, drawn out wide. I don't know if he likes it too much, but. I think the race pans out well for him. But as I said, state the facts is a real concern. So we're both alive in the staying alive for six as well. Who did you take here? You took Ruffiano. And I took I took a chance here. Take a chance on it. Number six I had, Rock on Runner. Okay. So if he can actually run a place in in, the, odds. in the real world, it'd be, it'd, it uh, would put me – this is why I was a bit keen on the staying alive for six tonight because I thought if I get Rock on Runner and maybe a Ruffiano and I'm a couple of others miss out. I'm going to box up the exacta. Four, six, and eight. You know what? Why not? That was your number and my number. All right. I like that idea. 30 seconds away from race six at sale. You are listening to Sale Sundays, Twilight Ray- Greyhound Racing, and when you can go, there's a comfortable sports lounge, trackside dining, fun crowd, and playtime trackside. We'll go to the break straight after race six at sale, then come back with the all-important tiebreaker for the literature quiz with that I was about a dollar ten to win, and now all of a sudden I'm fighting for my life. What's going on in the footy? Um, GWS are absolutely giving Sydney a shellacking, forty-three to nine. This is that's that's bad for Essendon for the finals. Footy's just weird uh, these days. They're getting behind the boxes a little bit, but past advertised start time. It's been a very compressed market. Tarly. Has Tarly been in, in for some big support now that it's into 370? Uh, yeah, a bit of, bit of money around. Um, just check the flux. Yeah, $5 into 380. Yeah. 
Just going to check who I've got in the... I played wide in the quad here. You've only got... Who have you got in the quad? I have got the four and the eight. And I've got one, two, three, four, six, eight. On the card. So you've only got four and eight. Yep. All right, away we go. Sal Sundays here, SEN track. Your one-stop isolation station, as I mentioned, on Thursday. And the runners are moving into the boxes. Green light is there. Set to go. Ready for a start. Whoa. Racing, Cosmic Roy came out quite nicely toward the, the inside. The going to get up there quickly. Here he goes, so. Ruffy, get around Ruffy. Oh, yep, was Ruffy it's close Arno, enough. On runner on the inner. Then for the back came Get around Ruffy Arno. A good way back on the inside was no, Tyler. No. Then for the Actually, I hope the one in the staying Rose. alive. And then state the facts and last Aston. The one will fold up, I reckon. Get around it, Ruffy Arno. Beautifully in front. About five, six lengths Around the outside, Harlequin Rose makes some ground, but it's Cosmic Roy clear, and Cosmic Roy wins it, getting through the second I tell you what, I had the eight in the. Uh, I had sorry, Harlequin Rose in my quaddies. That's pretty good value for the quaddies though. Not me, I don't know. No, mine. Sorry. Yeah. Let's go for a break here on Sale Sundays. When we return, we'll just assess the situation that we're in and the tiebreaker in the literature quiz. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Sundays, Twilight Greyhound Racing and Playtime Trackside. Welcome back to Sale Sundays. <laughs> I'm showing you a bit of cheese out of the fridge. Was oh, not, yeah. yeah. He can't do it. Surely, is, yeah. not, yeah, surely you can't eat, but you can't be still eating cheese. You can't be eating your not triple lemon beer. <laughs> it's just quite incredible. Actually, my missus eat like, like it's, gets just cheese like... Um, Grated cheese and eats it in bed. Really? Actually, while you have a chat there, boys, that's going to help the Fasolis out. I want you one sec. No worries, mate. No worries. Um, just showing what a hard worker he is there, Poppy. He's very versatile. He's going to help the Fasolis out. Um, just cheese. Wow. <laughs> My late great brother, Odie Bonington, the best man I've ever known, he used to just eat cheese. He could eat, eat, eat a block of cheese. He could eat a You know, like, do you remember Tony Abbott eating that onion? Yeah. He would eat cheese like that. Just grab, a, just grab a block of cheese and just start. I think there's a there's a phallic symbol going on there. Yeah, but we can see that. That yeah, <laughs> on Sam Walsh heat map. The the, the Telstra tracker looks a little bit like a uh, meat and two veg. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I've never I've never been able to do it. But you know, you got to give everything a try once in life. Well, there's probably two. I, um, there's two or three uh, things I won't give a try. Yes, Poppy. I, I, I may have come into this conversation a bit late. Um, but I've never had my thing described as a Telstra tracker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had to see it. You actually have to see it. Pop? Bobby's just, Bobby just you know voted for no reception out there, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, I really don't have to see it. It's um, okay. Yeah. No, like, no, it's actually a legit... Yeah, no, but he's, he, yeah. nevertheless, he still doesn't need to he see it. Need to see what it. He's saying. <laughs> Guess what? I just uh, sent it to him, so... A, um, oh, I have that in just a sec. A, uh, you um, got a mouthful of cheese there, Jay Bond. What was what was the cheese you were eating? Uh, it's got to be. So there's a McAfee. It's an Aussie Jack. I've never even heard it before. Cheer oh, Aussie no, Jack. That, yeah, no, that definitely does look like your what's McCall. Yeah, 
<laughs> no, I take everything I said back. Bobby's, and, Bob, and, and, Bobby's and now starting to truth. say, actually, yeah, no, I am. That, yeah. uh, that is no, me. And to, and to tell you the truth, yeah, it is actually very similar. Uh, it's, even, it's, it's even funny that one of the two veggies a different shape and size to the other, which is uh, very well, natural for all and humans. It, yeah. And if it's as big as the uh, MCG is wide, well, you're absolutely laughing. So the last question yeah. of the, uh, <laughs> of the oh, literature yes, quiz yes. is coming up. Uh, yeah. uh, boy, that scores are locked away at two all with, uh, obviously, eBay winning the mm. sport this week. Literature being the strength of J-Bon, who yeah. obviously won a night in uh, Temptation yeah. um, not too long ago. How long ago was it? No, it was a long time ago. It was 2007. <laughs> Oh, you were peaking. No, I said, I, I, I'm, I'm better now. Like, a, put me back in the ruck. All right, let's let's um, let's see if I can actually – I need to win okay. this, Bobby. You do. Although born in South Africa, who is commonly regarded as Australia's most famous Jason. author? Yes. Bryce Courtney? Yes. Correct. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, Jeez. very good. Well done. We're yeah, back on game. track there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Wipe the sweat from the brow, J-Bon. You're back, baby. What would it, by the way, just for the kids out there who are doing quizzes, if, if, you're, if you're tossing up between Denmark and Sweden, don't ever say Denmark! Why would you say Denmark? Denmark. I tell you what, that, I'm happy with that because I've got a win out of that. I backed myself at 15s and then I cashed out late. <laughs> yeah. It depends who you went with. Uh, you're trying to cash out and you can't. You reckon you never cash out. Uh, um, I, uh, by the way, I uh, my stunning record in staying alive for six is in, uh, intact is. and so too is Peacock. And also... Uh, the quaddy's going okay, so I've got that second leg. Yes, well, your quaddy's your quaddy's going okay. Unfortunately for eBay, he's uh, he's ducked out. He's yeah. ducked out early. He just needed to get to that last leg. eBay, I'll tell you what, there is, could have happened. there is something that I said last week in studio, mm-hmm. and that is that I've never ever yeah, been able to hit quaddy's. Never. I, I can tell you, and I don't know what it is. Like you give me multis, you give me exactors, same race multis, the works, but quaddy's. I don't know whether it's just my approach on them and the way I go. I about guarantee them. you. No more, and this is this is typical arrogance from Jabon. No more than half an hour. I'll sit you down, and I and I'll teach you how to do quaddies. And I I have no doubt you can nail them. Staggered, so staggered quad. We give one out yeah, here. We're giving what's I'm saying. St- but staggered quaddies, and I'll show you exactly when to go and when to isolate the the one outs and when to play. When to play at hedge bet, hedge quaddies, and I will promise you, okay. I, te- I could teach so anybody finish, how to do quaddies. So we finish eight o'clock tonight, but I'm happy to stay around for afterwards. I will show. Look, honestly, if you if you just if you gave me a meeting that you'd looked at and you, and you teared up yep. what you, your chances, I would show you exactly how to make money out of quaddies. Right. I, I would have made more money out of quaddies than any other bet type. They're my favourite by a million miles. Oh, okay, there you go. You, you love a quaddie, don't you? You'd, you? you'd have to love a quaddie, Poppy. I love a quaddy, yeah. Actually, not long back, I, I had one go. It was paying 133000 I only had a small percentage of it. Yeah, you were saying It was that. a $5 quaddy, but I only had one horse in the I'd – like I'd like to get to the last leg so, so I can I. sort of think about how much I'm going to win. Yeah. But the, the, good, the good punters like to go, like, skinny early and then wide late. Yeah. I, I do the opposite. Well, I, sh- like, yeah. I showed Jay Bon a video last week, uh, a video last week of one of the greyhounds from Wentworth Park back in June last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had uh, one out in the first leg, which was Sunset Burbsky over in Wenny. It was a dollar sixty. Saluted. Then I went field, field, and then mm. one out with the two in the last leg. The second leg has paid sixty one dollars, and the third leg has paid seventy dollars. Right. Right. Going into that last leg, a three dollar thirty pop was the favourite, mm-hmm. and the quaddy was going to pay something like. I think it was seven thousand or, or around nice. that, and I was nice. and I had it two hundred percent. So fourteen for fourteen k, it led everywhere, Poppy. 
bar the, oh, no. la, bar the last centimetre no. of the race and got done by like a $20 pop. Oh, I was no, kidding I you not. It was five in front. I feel sick. It was five in front, and I thought that that's a cue in the rack. I'm never doing oh. them again. Everyone, no. everyone needs his experience as a, as a like. If you haven't got humility as a punter, you're not doing it right because it it will um, it will tear you down. But I, I I guarantee that. So, just like Poppy's talking about, when you grow up, basically the the way you do quaddies is you start off just having a quaddy, and then you. You might have your skinny one and your fat one. You know, your one where you you're going with all the ones you really think are the major chances, and yep. and then a wide one. Well, all pros that I know of, and the way I've done it for many many years is used by staggering up different quaddies. I quite often have eight quaddies on a night. Okay, but only one of them can win its Hunger Games. So okay. this, this is one thing it's very hard to explain to people because they keep losing quaddies, and you're going, "This is that's fine, that's great," because only one of these mother. Can win yeah. anyway. Like only one of them can get the job done. So you do have to. But the way you try and I'll explain it to you. I'll show you off here, and we might even talk about it next week on the show once I've done it, uh, Peacock. But basically, you, you want to have situations where you might have a one out. Like tonight, I would have gone Omega Dodge one out in all of my quaddies, right? Yep, yep. yep. But say you sat down, it's a matter of somebody actually talking you through it and going, okay, do you really like Jet Lee Rose or do you really like a Mega Dodge? And what's the percentage you think one will win over the other? Yeah. And all of these, it, it just falls out really quickly how you're supposed to play the quad. So um, we'll talk about that. Matty says quaddies are easy. Um, <laughs> For some, he, he dominates them. Uh, did I just hear the bloke who landed the early quaddy and regular quaddy at Hillsville Friday say he can't hit quaddies? That's from Mitch. That's yeah, it. Mitch, I did. I told him I did that. Um, I follow JB Quaddies. I'd love to see figures. Not so sure with all respect. i tell you what, uh, d- just give us your name. There's no doubt that uh, in those harness racing Quaddies, 100%, if you followed for more than three months, you'd be in front. Um, and the, the Greyhound Quaddies are going. Well, the Quaddy app, no, the only one I've had is last Sunday, I think, and we got up there. And also from Maddie, Daly's, Thompson's, Britain's, uh, Michelle and Ben Magri and everyone else and Angela Langton never stop working 24-7 hours. Even on call, if you need them a better retired dog, they will come out any time. So that's going back to the previous conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lockie also mentioned that he thought um, the idea of maybe, you know, training somebody up or, or getting somebody close to try and be that person, if you do need to go away, is not a bad idea worth exploring. And, and our great man, Rock, good evening, Mitchie J. Bong, Tomo and Poppy. J. Bon, that sounds gross. Did you say your partner eats shredded che- cheese in bed? OMG. Yes, I did, Rock. And, um... <laughs> You do your own foreplay, I'll do mine, but sometimes she does bring um, just some just some uh, some shredded <laughs> cheese to bed. And I can tell you one thing, being, a, you know, being somebody you know who works out nice. seven days a week, she, she's in better shape than me. Yes, Bobby? You know it would be nice if you brought just the kilo block you get from Coles and a cheese grater to bed. <laughs> <laughs> just I mean, grating it. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be just something that would really – Make her happy. Yeah, maybe, but then all of a sudden, Give it a go. all of a sudden, the old Telstra tracker gets into a bit of a bit of bother. Then if you start bringing the grade <laughs> grade a bit, you're just going to watch out for the Telstra tracker at that point. Um, stay safe out there, kids. Make sure uh, wear your seatbelts and don't take I, graders to bed. Can mm. I say something on our previous topic about the um, the quaddies and whatnot? Yeah, I, I think it'd be fantastic if we had some sort of informative. We had a chat the other day about it with Watchy. Yeah. Uh, the watchdog about how you know he's he assesses races, he he stakes, he punts. Et I'm huge on education, huge education, huge. and I reckon there's a lot of listeners out there that you know just they have no idea where it starts, and yep. and there's a lot of people you know 
including myself, I, at I, times. I think it's, dumb a, good, I it's a it's a great segment. I, I'd love to. You know, mine. I might listen in on it next how, week. How to how to assess a race? How to watch like, how to watch a race and, and predict who you think's going to be you know the main chances. Uh, which way you would play, uh, yep. how hard. Like, there was a greyhound racing at Hillsville today, and I said, the two's a wide runner, watchy. Yep. I said, it's $8, but you're going to get $4 a place about it because two placed is. It's a certainty to run top two. I said, give it one unit the win, three units the place. It ran second, <sighs> etc. But, like, certain things like that. But even, like, listening to you explain how to do quaddies, like, I'd be really interested in that. I don't know how. I, yep. I'm not much good at them. But it not only does it help me, it helps everyone else who listens in as well, yeah. and then they can pass it on to someone else. So every single week, every single week on Trot's Life on a Tuesday, we do an hour called the Tutorial with a professional punter, and the beauty is it, it's been going now for over a year because there's so much content to get through. So for from how to read a race, just from how to read the guide for a start, okay. Yep. Then how to map a race. Then how many races you have to watch and under what circumstances to know whether they they're railers or they. They um they turn right at the start or they come out straight. Um, what what a dog's best distance is. Then one thing, one big thing that I reckon not enough punters do because it's crucial if you want to be a good quality player yep. is pricing up your races, learning how to price races, and yeah. and that can be done a variety of ways. You can price a race to a hundred percent, which is the easiest way of doing it. A lot of professional punters price races to eighty five percent. What you normally get in an opening fixed odds market. On tab or sports bet or somewhere like that is around 130%. Mm-hmm. So you can go exactly with 130% and then measure your market against theirs. And straight away, you can see the overs. So it's one thing to know that you really like a greyhound in a race and say, I want to back it. But it's another thing to be able to go, I mark this thing at $1.80 and they're, and they're giving me $4. Yep. That tells you I really I really want to launch here because there's a massive disparity okay. in the prices. So um, you know, I, I think it's huge. Probably particularly for the – probably a lot of the, the young punters that are growing up now probably don't have the same education from a very early age just from their old man or whatever might have been the case that maybe you and I did. Well, I'm I'm looking to be more educated because I, I tell you, you know, I, I, I bet for fun and necessarily if I win it's a bonus. You know, I, I get a lot of enjoyment. It's like putting you on a lotto ticket. You, you pick some numbers. I've got a – you know, I've got a set way of doing things. and But it's not paying off. If I if – I, kept a book on what I'm and, and that's another thing keeping a book on what you win and what you lose to get, actually get a picture of how you're travelling I, th- I think something I don't really want to do it might scare me off <laughs> punting do you know well, what I mean a lot but of I people think, out there be the same yeah you, you're right eBay and, and, and I, I reckon what exactly what you're talking about eBay I, I, I think let's do the quaddies next week that'll be good but this is this is another thing that's worth talking about as well and it's, we've probably addressed it here. Certainly, I have uh, a million times. Is that you have to work out have to work out what kind of punter you want to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't follow your record. If you want to, be, if you want to keep enjoying it, a hundred percent, and knowing in the back of your mind you're probably losing a bit, don't keep your records. Yeah, if no, you're somebody enough, who's yeah. looking at it going, oh, I want to be profitable, yep. and I desperately mm-hmm. want to be profitable, you do need to keep records, records and you do yeah. need to be able to make notations where you think you've got it wrong. Yep. Don't always think you've got it wrong. Losing a race does not mean you got it wrong. No. Winning a race does not mean you got it right. right. The race is the race. The expectation is the expectation. But sometimes you've got to be able to look at it and say, look, I've, I, I stuffed that up or I, I staked the wrong way. It could be anything. Just give yourself notes so you can keep getting better and better. I would love nothing more than to learn how to pick a quaddy. Sign me up, says Tanya. I reckon we just do it next week on this show. We, we, Let's we'll, do it. We'll, we'll talk about it and and yep. and lay it out. It's it's a little bit complex, but if we if we work with it for fifteen or twenty minutes, I reckon we'll we'll get it all out. Race seven at sales only about a minute away. Thoughts here, Peacock. Um, 
We were with the six here. Omega Dodge looks pretty hard to roll. Well, it's all over Red Rover here if, this, if it doesn't win. The thing is with Omega Dodge, he he he's not he's a tough dog to back at a very short quote because he's not just like a foolproof a no. foolproof greyhound. And he's a dollar seventy five now. But I, I again, I don't think that's that. I think that's about right. I thought the two dollars was value. So I'm, I'm thinking again, if you're talking percentages, and I, I do this a lot, but. A dollar eighty means he's got a fifty-seven percent chance of winning. Surely he's got a better than fifty-seven percent chance of winning. He'd win this race two out of every three times, wouldn't he? Probably. So that makes him that makes him closer to a dollar fifty. Sixty-seven percent is a dollar fifty. Two-thirds sixty-six. So I know we're saying a lot of numbers, but basically that's how you've got to work out what a price should be. And I I would have thought the two dollars was outstanding value. It's now into a dollar seventy-five. Uh, Gently Rose is the other one that you thought was. Some sort of chance of knocking it off. What, yeah. What would need to happen for Jet Li Rose to win, Peacock? Uh, Mega Dodge has to get bundled out of it pretty early. Who, will Jet Li Rose be significantly quicker out? No. Well, it's gonna, well again, it's, it's all pointing in one Plus direction, isn't five, it? Yeah, it's a five-dog field. It should, uh, to be honest, Jet Li Rose misses the kick. Omega Dodge will go Wooshko, goodnight nurse. All right, we're about 30 seconds away here. After this, we will go to a short break. Fast talking still to come here on uh, on Sale Sundays. And don't forget, when they're open again, there's always Twilight Greyhound Racing, but there's also uh, a comfortable sports lounge, a trackside dining, fun crowded playtime trackside. We've heard that on track over many weeks. You know what I'm going to make another call about? Um, as soon as we come out of lockdown, I'm taking two weeks off soon, but I'm going to keep doing this show. And I reckon we say now, three weeks, and we go down. No, I'm more than happy. I reckon well, three well, weeks and we do it. Yeah, as long as we're out, as long as we're allowed down there. Yeah, okay. And even if we're not, mate. Well, I got to drive, so. Yeah, well, you, you, <laughs> you, you are the chauffeur. I'll spill up. I don't. Yeah, there's there's plough. Um, for those who don't know what, I, I don't hold a motor vehicle license. Race seven at uh, sale. Mega Dodge. Mega Dodge, please. Brittany. Said thirty-seven starts, nine wins, twelve minor placings, and all nine wins have been here at sale. So they're getting set, moving in for race. Sitting around the seven dollars seventy-five here tonight. Moving in well. Sorry, meeting cheese. Four forty meters. Oh. Green light on. Come on, Dodge! Jesus. Set to go. Come on, Dodge! Get Ready. out. Racing. Omega Dodge yep, came out go. second, showing pace. There's a Nuka straight to Just the lead. Uh, going up on the outside, period, Omega yeah. Dodge, the odds on favourite and getting up underneath. It's oh. suspense rules and falling with Jet Lee Rose. So only a small field, but it yeah, has humble. been a bit of a mix-up. And Anuka the leader. He's still in the Omega Dodge is out wide on the track. They corner for home. Anuka still about on, a in front. Suspense rules flying. And suspense rules beat Jeez, Anuka. He's done it again. But he's that grainy, isn't he? Between those four. First he finds it a little bit. Yep, he does. And falling was Jet Lee Rose. And the time on the event. There was a period there. 5.06 Jet Lee Rose has run into. Where he just needed to pen. accelerate a little bit more and keep himself out of that situation. Yeah, and it looked like he found it. So that's the uh, that's the quaddy done and dusted. Um, looking forward to learning about this quaddy stuff. Banger from Craigieburn. So I'm looking forward to um, talking about it. I, I really am. Because it's probably out of everything in racing. It's nearly the thing that's closest to my heart, exactly how to play a quaddy. So I'm really? looking forward oh, 100%. Because it, it's, it, 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 it sort of has to utilise. You have to employ all of your skills of form analysis, 
um, being able to price and market and all the rest. And there's part, and it's part intuition as well. So it's yep. everything in one, and it's it's actually quite intellectual when you really get stuck into it. Let's go for a break. You're listening to Sales Sundays. Quaddies have gone boom, bang, gone. Cactus. What were, the, what were the terms? Gone, cactus, shot to bits. Yep. Let's come back very soon. Listening to SE and Dracula, listening to Sale Sundays. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Sundays, Twilight Greyhound Racing and Playtime Trackside. Welcome back to Sale Sundays here. Uh, Twilight Greyhound Racing, Playtime Trackside. Uh, trackside Dining, Comfortable Sports Lounge. And, yeah, I've brought in uh, Tinder Spaghetti. And, um, That's cruel. Somebody called me a uni student. I probably am, actually. I'm a 41-year-old uni student. But uh, I left this year three weeks ago. I thought it was gone. But uh, no one else wanted the rich tomato species. Yeah, uh, made spaghetti, so I've, you, I've still Poppy got wasn't, it. Poppy wasn't a fan of the uh, the video I sent him of that, oh, uh, that, that, that race that at Wendy Park. In your quaddy, yeah, two hundred percent. I was paying seven thousand. Yeah, I, I just you, watched it. I thought I thought you sent him something of me eating cheese, but that, no, you know the quaddy, all right? That <laughs> okay. makes you sick, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it does. Hey, listen, while I've got your attention, just um, my brother texted me. My brother loves his dogs as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said race ten tonight. I'm not sure if you have got the form in front of you, but um, race ten tonight, Grade Five event. Yeah, I like got, one in that. Yeah, any who do you like in that? The two each way. Yeah, flywheel dolly. Well, actually, yep. actually, Sandboy's not far from me. I might ask him how it's going to go. Uh, Annie Rose and Chantel Rose, the Jignal dogs. Yep. I'm just looking at the prize money difference between all of these dogs. Annie 40. Rose, 42,000. Had how many wins has he had there? Uh, 11. 11. 11 wins. Chantel Rose, 40,000. How many wins? 11. 11. How do they get graded with dogs that have won, you know, 25% and two wins? Yeah, I know. <coughs> how, how, how does it work? How Tell does it us, Peacock. That, that wasn't a rhetorical oh, question. You got so, time for us? Or? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So the way it works, it, it's all based on outs. Right. Um, so you're a grade five after you. So obviously you win your maiden. Yes. Um, when you win your maiden, you go to a grade seven at every track. Yep. Then you win your grade seven, you go to a grade six at every track. Yes. And then once you win your grade six, you're a grade five at every track. So then right. from there, whichever track you win at yes, uh, from your grade five, yep. you become a grade four. If you race over that same track and distance three at times. different tracks, yes. No, 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 right. no, no, yep. no. no. At that, at that yep. same track, you're a grade four. Yep. If, you, if you race as a grade four and have three outs, so three uh, non-wins, mm-hmm. you drop back. Into a grade five. Okay, so although they they appear to be have superior, the fact is they they've had a few outs, which yep. gives them the opportunity to go back in grade. Correct, correct. Okay. Yep. So Chantel Rose, when was see the last few runs at Sale seventh, second, and I don't know what was before that, but um, that's the way it drops back. So can I okay. uh, can, can I can I um, can I raise the elephant in the room here? Yep. Because I think it's you know just playing devil a devil's advocate again. Is is it not some sort of little encouragement to because what we don't want with any grading or handicapping system is a a an incentive not to win is there an incentive not to win there no okay not really it's just sometimes you can be outgraded as yeah. a dog you yeah can, that's a hard, that's the hardest part you, 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 once you've got a dog that's by, outgraded, by the way, boy oh boy by the way you can never ever eliminate any incentive not to win in any in any proper handicapping system but no, well, uh, it's, it's you wouldn't. You wouldn't like to think I'll go. I'll go around three times in 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 two weeks and 
and um, we'll just go around and then we'll and then we'll come back and, and get back into our right grade. No, no. So I know you say like, is there an incentive not to win? I reckon that nowadays, that with the amount of it costs, you know, get to the track, yep. produce your dogs, this, that, and the other. You go there to win. I reckon that a lot of people, instead of trialling their dogs more often, they'll put them in at 85 to 90% mm-hmm. as a trial. And, yeah. you know, if they win, it's absolute bonus, but they're running for prize money when they could just be trialling. Let me ask you this. What's, do you do you know typically, I don't know whether there'd be a hard and fast right across every grade of race, but the, the, the percentage of prize money to the winner as opposed to second and third? What do, you, what do you mean by so? D- so does the winner get seventy yeah. percent of the overall prize money the winner, for the race? The winner gets uh, about sixteen hundred. Second's yeah, about so, four hundred. Yeah. And then so in sale tonight, so, mm. so say we're talking about race the next ten. Race? Sale tonight, race oh. ten. Yeah. Uh, actually, next race. Go the next, go race. next race. Two thousand and fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Two thousand and fifteen of the winner. Five hundred and eighty to second, and two hundred and ninety to third. So what's that? About twenty nine hundred, two thousand sixty six percent ish of. Yep. Yeah. So it's uh, significantly. More profitable to win, obviously, and that's a way. What's the percentages in harness and or thoroughbreds? I, I wish I could tell you exactly. In uh, I don't know in thoroughbreds it, it'd anymore. Be similar, and, and yeah. it's, it's pretty similar. I think there's, I think it's not quite an algorithm, but I think there's a good idea of of what what works about right in terms of the balance of um, uh, incentivizing winning and also giving because we we do want to do that, don't we? I mean, we want to say that the winner of the race should get the most. So here we are. Um, out of the bin. Oh, what's in the bin? This, this is disgusting. <laughs> You're an absolute tip, Brad. He's got the Geelong form guy out of the bin. This is gross as. Well, I mean, to help you how out, I, Am I supposed to eat cheese with my hands after this? Um, right, so it goes like this. In a $20,000 race, 11400 for first, 3000 for second. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to think of what that is. It's about 50, 57% maybe to win. As opposed to what did you say would be the would be the breakdown for the next race itself? It, it, it looked to be about sixty two thousand yeah, dollars yeah. of two thousand nine hundred. So yeah, go, so that's so getting towards six. That's nearly yeah. that's sixty eight percent roughly. So what's mm. yours? Twenty thousand. Um, eleven thousand four hundred of twenty thousand dollars goes to the winner. But we paid down to last. Do you guys yeah, pay down so to last? Is, yours is fifty seven percent for the win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then second. Uh, Three thousand. And then two thousand for third. So fifteen percent for second. Yep. And then ten uh, percent for third, and so wh- wh- where do you get paid down to in greyhound racing? Three, top three, three, That's top it. three. Yep. Mm-hmm. I reckon it should be top four. See, see, I, harness racing pays down to last. Yeah, well, uh, um, up in Queensland, they pay every race to a fourth. Yep. I don't. But, but by the way, I want to make this clear, and I'm, I, a lot of people blow up. But we've had this discussion. This is part of the gob to conversation about looking after the smaller player. Part of the reason in harness racing went down the road of paying down to last is to make sure. If you took a horse to the races, that you know you'd get something back for the effort yeah, of doing well, so, right? We get the appearance money. Yeah, but yeah. it's not. I, I, I think that's got merit to it. I, I haven't heard Gop to ask for that eBay, but I, I think that's a good idea. What's that? Sorry. To to, to have prize money for fourth. Yeah, well, all the other. Uh, I think two or three of the other states have all got it. Albion Park yeah. or so. Queensland, I, I don't, they I, all paid a fourth. I don't mind paying down to fourth. I don't like paying down to last. No, no, I don't like paying the last. It rewards you for losing. It rewards yeah, for losing. That, the, the problem is, and this is this is the whole thing. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm big on fairness and egalitarianism. I'm not big on rewarding mediocrity. I, what, mm-hmm. I, I think I think we want to keep people in the game and we want to give them an opportunity. And paying down to fourth in greyhound racing, I think, is a great idea. Paying down to last is um, no, you, not you'll for have, me. You'll have you'll have trainers with respect bringing dogs to the races just to get 
Just get the cash. Well, whereas that's not you, what you want. No, them. exactly you want right. Them, you but, want them, yeah. But yeah. Do, do, these conversations that we have every week, I think, are fantastic because are. It, it it actually, I think, hopefully educates. Like I said, education. Whether you're talking about the punt or anything else, it educates people the delicate balance that you have to strike, Poppy, in so many areas of the game mm. to to try yeah. and get it right. And even when you think you've got it right, you know, sometimes you you have to be open minded enough to say maybe we've got to do something a little bit differently. Yeah, I hope, and I hope, you know, the mediation that's planned between Gopter and GRV is just the starting point of being agile because, like in any business, um, you know, times change, things change, conditions change, and to have, to be nimble enough to change with those times when it's required is is an important... It, it's, a, it's a maturity thing. It's an important part of the business continuing to flourish. We keep on doing... It's an old saying, if you always do what you've always done, you'll only ever be what you've always been. And so it's important that you that you do look for opportunities. Yeah, I, I just think that there's no such thing as the right thing to do, I don't, I don't reckon. So just having a look. So they're the figures, obviously. Yep. So you've got, um, yeah, it's, it's a much higher percentage in Greyhound Racing for the winner. Uh, well, same so for third. So it's basically just rewarding winning. So, yeah. uh, which, so what is it? What, I wrote the numbers down there. Yeah, so 70%, 70, 20, and 10 for uh, Greyhound Racing, knowing that we're paying down to last in Hunters Racing, it's 53 or 57. 57. That's, that's a seven. Cool. Yeah. Uh, 57, 15, and 10. <laughs> so only 82% of the prize money goes to the top three yeah. in harness racing. But it, it, it's a, it's a, it is a balancing act because you want to keep the smaller players and the hobbyists in the game in all forms of racing, but you also want to reward people who are really giving it a genuine crack because I, I, and I, I, know, I know this sounds harsh, but the, the biggest players with the most amount of greyhounds and the biggest owners are investing the most amount of money in the game. So we get. I, I know some people will say, "Oh no, they get looked after well enough already." But you do need to look. Same with punters. You need to reward big punters. In my opinion, there should be way much, way more legislation to protect heavy punters and professional punters because they are investing. You're talking in about norms. the ones that just get banned after they have. A good yes, win. correct. Yeah, correct. So they're in, They if 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 corporate bookmaking entities actually, you know, set their prices with. Um, with great thought and great dedication, and actually took on the, the punters, mm. the amount the the amount of money that they'd be willing to invest that they can't invest at the moment, which goes back into the yeah, pool of racing, right. is yeah. enormous. Oh, I agree, mate. You you have a couple of bets and you have a couple of good collects, and that's it. Oh, sorry, yeah, we've restricted you. Yeah, <laughs> but the, and the problem is, I, I get why they're doing it because yeah, they're allowed to. Legislation yeah. says we've yeah. got we've got. It's basically most of, most of the corporates, and I, they're only doing. The right thing by themselves, but they're basically they're basically an insurance agency. Whereas we really want them to get to a point where they are open to accepting the bets from quality, intelligent punters who are willing to invest. They might be able to get two hundred in a race, and they'd like to have two thousand. Well, this is this, can I can I have a say on this? This is the thing that like from someone who enjoys having a bet. Yep. But at the same time, like uh, I've been you know banned from one of the mobs as well. But this is like when. When you're struggling, bet, bet three six five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but when you when you're struggling, like no worries, you deposit, but it goes in. Yeah. But but when you're flying, it's like trying to put the little handbrake on a little bit. It's like, you know, I'm more than happy to keep out laying. But, if but it, that's a th- that's a thing. But if I got something I want to, and I never would, but I've got something I want to have ten thousand on that yeah. I think is an absolute moral at two dollars fifty. 
But I'll go back. To, I go, I'll go up. back to the fact I don't blame them at all. Neither do I. They're Neither doing do the best thing by themselves. I, I blame agree. the legislation and the fact that we Spot on. we need to have more protection for punters because without punters you don't have a game. Just like without owners or without we've spoken about this trainers without anybody you don't have a game. Yep. Uh, just quickly, next race at Gawler, Ryland Bale, the Victorians, gone up there um, for for a run off box two over the four hundred. Look, probably should win dollar thirty, but I reckon the one can beat it. Black Bacara. Black Bacara. Time for a break on sale Sundays when we come back. Fast. Talking! Mm-hmm. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Sundays, Twilight Greyhound Racing and Playtime Trackside. Just drilling uh, Brewster, Bo- uh, Brewster Brothers bottles into the bin here as we normally do in the studio. If, if Hutchie ever gets a vision of what's going on here, I think that'd be, uh, we'll get called in, but that's fine. He might just be calling us in to see if no. we can play for the Perth Wildcats. I was about he, to say, I don't they, think bought, you... they bought the Wildcats, so... I was going to say, we're going to be getting called in. We might be getting called up to the Olympics. <laughs> uh, anyway, race eight at sale. Yep. So, uh, On the one here, I reckon it's a certainty. I, yeah, yep. which is? Seven, Lockwood Lad. You know what? I always, I'm, if it's you love Bernadette, I love Lockwood Lad. Lockwood Lad's an each way special. It is drawn out wide where it wants to be. And there's no so beginner there's, outside. There's, but there's, there's hardly any speed here. No, it, it is an absolute each way special. So it, its problem, Lockwood Lad, is it gets itself way out of its ground and then rushes home and does great things, but uh, finds it very hard to be close enough. But here I reckon it might be close enough. And I, you I obviously agree. Yep. Not not straight out win, but each way at 16 bucks. Each way special. Here we go. $13. Six and yeah, eight. the 17s, mate. Rep- this is a joke. Rep- replicate that 29.67 from five back and they won't get near it. So they're moving in well. Just about set. Curfew the is the omen bit. Has Race to be said. Yeah, and then locked in later on. <laughs> Racing, Medallia Brody. Oh, he's missed it. That's okay. He'll get a nice Still close around enough. Around him. Get around him, Lockwood. Rose the leader. By length Got to go now. Nicholas Rose is in nah. pursuit. About two lengths, Medallia Brody. Then for the back came Mummers. Why does he want to go inside when he's a wide runner? Curfew is a long way back. With Nicholas Rose. Aston Rose is fighting back here. What did you say before? Rail at sale. Got a rail at sale. 67. If you're at sale, that's that's the time that Lockwood Land ran five starts back. Guess what? Didn't matter tonight. Guess what? Bye-bye? Yep. Bye-bye? Yep. Au revoir? You know what that means. What does that mean? Staying alive for six. All of us here? You. Are you in? Yep, I had the four. You little bugger. Uh, six, no. Uh, all right, it's 7.43, which means we're coming to the final stanza of Sale Sundays. Have you got fast talking ready for the peacock there, uh, Poppy? I have indeed, boys. We'll go through. Uh, because actually we don't get another race before we close up shop today. An interesting little... Uh, uh, Twilight meeting because yeah, next race, race nine is at eight oh one, so we don't see the last four races of the night. So just for what it's worth, uh, eBay has the eight dog in the next race, the ninth, and the two dog in the tenth mm. for his uh, effort to stay alive for all six races. Yep, I, right? I'm, so, pr- I'm pretty keen on courting as well, and I like Chantelle Rose in race ten for those who were taking taking it in. I tell you what, before we get to fast talking. Been a different kind of show for a range of reasons, but I have loved the. And you were saying in the break, we've tackled some 
Some good topics tonight, yeah, I reckon, and giving us some yeah, You know, what? we've got some new ideas. Giving as well. us some ideas for the future as well. Yep. So uh, away we go. Fast talking, Poppy, with the Peacock. Uh, here we go, uh, Peacock. Fast talking, and I guess for those first-time listeners, this is all about getting to know your hosts, eBay and Jaybon, a little bit better, just to see how they think, how they operate, what they do, what fetishes they might have. Cheese. <laughs> Lockdown in Victoria, five days or longer. It's going to go longer. Have you had your COVID shot yet? No. Favourite takeaway during lockdown? KFC. Exercise or Netflix during lockdown? Um, exercise. What do you do? I uh, go for a run, shoot hoops. Current project at your home? Uh, Greyhound uh, run. Were, are you a mummy's boy or daddy's boy? Daddy's boy. <laughs> what do you do with your last $20? Whoa. Something on the six, I would have thought. <laughs> it's either it's either eat or uh, try and double it. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite backer or like a long shot? Um, I'm a bit of a favourite for multis, long shot for straight out. Okay, how many betting accounts you got? Oh, four. Who you got? Sports bet, tab, sports bet, Betfair, and um, what's you did, have three, you did have 365. Yeah, I, um, I, I haven't used Betfair. How do, you, how do you find that? Fantastic. You've got to get them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the best. Um, who's your favourite? Who's your favourite betting? Oh, I, I, can I pick a favourite when I'm on the show and we've got all the, all the sponsors? But uh, No, better not. Okay. One of those four, though. Pussy. Yeah. Oh, what's one of your favourite offers from a sporting bet company? What's, your, what's one of your favourite offers when you when you see it, you think, yep, I'm going for it every time? Uh, man, uh, what is it? The uh, deposit offer? Yeah, I like that. When they match your deposit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. I, that's that's one of my faves. Yeah. I, I did like the one that TAB had going where they uh, returned your investment anywhere down to sixth place. But oh, you had yeah. to be in. The, you had to be in the in the venue. So you mm. had to go to the yeah. venue, turn on, activate venue your mode. TAB, yeah. and then um, you, yeah, you get your money back up to six. I thought that was a good one too. Mm, yeah, uh, favorite, fa- favorite women's sport? Tennis. Tokyo Olympics. Interested yet or not? No. Can the Boomers medal? Yes. Can the Opals Opals now without Cambridge medal? Yes. Can we win a track medal or two? Mm, no, nah, we're usually pretty slow. Yeah, a couple of young. Men are going okay. Yeah, but you've got to race uh, against some very fast yeah, Jamaicans. Yeah, you do. Uh, <laughs> Richmond to make the eight, yes or no? No, not without who's, Martin. Who's your AFL premiership pick? The Bulldogs. Brownlow medal pick. Bonton Pally. Next coach to be sacked. Uh, the bloke from Carton. Yeah, okay. David Teague. Yep. AFL grand final to be played where? Adelaide Oval. Okay. Favourite number at the Dogs? Oh, one. Do you support a charity? Mm, not currently. Okay, fair enough. There you go. That's it. That's it, boys. Well done. Good start. You ready to go, Jay Bond? I'm ready to go, Bobby. Right. Here we go. Do you support a charity? Uh, not currently. I've done plenty over the course of my life, but not yeah. currently. There was a stage there where you got bombarded by them. You couldn't even go to the supermarket. I, I, when, when I came, when I first came up from Geelong to Melbourne to go to uni, I, I, I'm sure I had a head of just... You are just you are the innocent bloke. Like I reckon, yeah. I, I was I was on 
eight different charities. Like I had no money and I was giving it all away to charity, but I've uh, I, I feel like I've done my bit, but not at the minute. Can I give you the tip? Just yeah. put your phone yeah. up to your ear, mate, even if you're not on it. I was I was too naive. Anyway, we move on. I'm just uh, being asked who's who's that speaking in the radio. I'm just letting lovely lady know that it's Jason Bonington and Mitch Bay and then me, but we're on delay in here. <laughs> it's hey, J-Bong, uh, lovely lady. Who's, uh, who's asking? Not sure. Uh, now, just qu- quickly, uh, lockdown in Victoria, five days or longer for it, you, J-Bong. It will go longer. Yeah. What are you thinking? Oh, I'm thinking it probably – I don't think it'll be a lot longer than that because it, it seems like they've got it. They're on top of the – the traceability is really good. So I think that'll probably be about 10 days or something like that. Okay. Have you had your COVID shot yet? No. So basically you and Mitch are part of the problem rather than the solution. Um, I, I, I've always I've always felt that about myself and I continue to, yes. Uh, favourite takeaway during lockdown? Uh, I would say I've had a lot of takeaway during, like, <laughs> Maybe during lockdown. Maybe cheese and Kansas spaghetti? No, I reckon probably hunky dory. I reckon fish and chips would be the top. Okay. Uh, exercise or Netflix during lockdown? Uh, Netflix. Oh, he's got his guns out here, so. Yeah. Current project at your home? Uh, laying down. <laughs> <laughs> Were you at a mummy's boy or a daddy's boy? You come across as a mummy's boy. Yeah, big, big, big mummy's boy. <laughs> yeah, my, old man, my old man died when I was pr- pretty young, and I, I've turned out a lot more like my old man, but I'm a big mummy's boy. Okay. What would you do with your last $20? I'd, I'd punt it for sure. You can't. Yeah. Tw- tw- where's 20 bucks going to get me? I've got to double that and then double it again. to get. I've got, I've got, to, get, I've got to get a platform for something. <laughs> uh, favourite backer or a long shot? Uh, favourite. I, 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 I don't buy these. I, 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 hero, I reckon it's heroes that like to come on radio and TV and, and tip 50 to one shots. Yeah, I don't Try, you know, try don't and find punters winners. Just anything around 9 or $10, is, yeah. that's a long shot. More favourites for me. How many betting accounts? Uh, how many bowls? Uh, I reckon I've got uh, – look, I don't use them, but I, I, there'd probably still be six or seven going around in my name, but I only use a couple. Is that right? Yeah, okay. Um, uh, oh, well, I asked who with. Don't worry about that. Who's your favourite? Um, no, I, I don't use them enough, but when, when, when I've got time and space, Betfair, you know, they're, they're peerless, okay. really. Yeah. Hey. What about the offers? We spoke about a couple of the offers. Is there one that stands out for you? I don't do a lot of generosities, but I reckon yeah, the deposit match is, is pretty sweet, particularly yeah. if it's paydays hit and they give you a decent deposit match and you whack a fair bit in. And then you start asking your mates, can you give me a bit more? Because they're telling me it's up to this amount. So, you know, I'll give it straight back to you. Um, just, 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 just flick me some. So I reckon yeah. deposit match. And yeah. then refer a friend. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> favourite women, favorite women's sport? I, and this is not being misogynistic, but tennis is the only women's sport that I think I watch. So, yep. yeah. Tokyo Olympics, you interested yet or not? The Olympics are the greatest thing on the planet, and yes, I am excited. Yeah, ever been to one? No, and but I, I, I honestly feel in a weird way, having grown up watching on TV with the great commentators in the atmosphere, that actually being at an Olympics, I wouldn't, I don't know. I don't think I don't think I'd. I nearly nearly my least favourite Olympics weirdly was Sydney because it felt like it was too close. There's something yeah. you love about the exotic nature of the Olympics being somewhere far away from where you are. Can I add? I went, can I just add one into yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Will the Olympics last the course of the of the duration? Of what? However oh, yeah. long it's meant to go for. Yeah. Yes. Whatever it is, twenty one days. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think they're all in now, aren't they? Yeah. I went to Greece in two thousand, well Athens in two thousand and four, which was pretty special. I enjoyed that. I mean, going going to the home of the Olympics that yeah, would be absolutely amazing. Uh, can the Boomers medal? Yes. Can the Opals medal? Absolutely. Can we win a track medal? I don't think so. Richmond to make the eight? Yes or no? I desperately hope not. <laughs> oh, geez, a little bit of sick just come up then. <laughs> who's your Who's your AFL premiership pick? 
You know what? I don't really have one, but I'm. I hope, even though I hated them for years growing up there, I hope Geelong win it because I feel like they've now got that reputation as as um, they've got the collie wobbles virtually Geelong these days when they get there. And I just love the way the town reacts. My hometown reacts when when they win a flag. If if they don't win it again this year, expect to see a change of coach next year. Well, I heard even if they do win it, that uh, he's out the door. Probably, but the, the, the truth is, they 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 just have to. According to the one M Fitzner, probably a couple, probably a couple of like they just have to now move on. The Premiership window is over. If Fitz, it's Fitz. weird, it's weird that they're going so well, but you nearly have to say to a couple of the old boy, a couple of the older boys, it's time to reshuffle a few Fitz, of the deck chairs. Fitz reckons that he uh, the, the coach just says to the players, "One Premiership and I'm out the door." Yeah, I, I think you might. No, uh, I think uh, this bloke's been spoken about at Carlton and Collingwood, but I, I reckon Geelong's the smoky to get him, Alastair Clarkson. No one's mentioned it yet, but Steve Hocking leaves the AFL to join Geelong. Um, I reckon, don't worry, there's. The, Scott's no good something anyway. Something happening behind the They're both no good. Uh, next coach to be sacked. Look, it probably will be Teague, but I reckon. i I got to tell you, I was. Never a fan of Brett Ratton's coaching back in Carlton, and then he, they reckon he, he was gone before his time. But I, I, Rats is a chance, I reckon. All right, AFL Grand Final to be played where? Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. The, you, you give me a price on that one. Uh, well, Mugabe's gone. Who, who knows what's going to like? I, yeah. I, I hope it, it's hard to pick, isn't it? it, it, it I, I would say it's a like I like predictability. It's a total guess job at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. agreed. Favorite number at the dogs? Do you have one? Uh, I would say, I would say I like the check. Actually, the two. Oh, speaking okay. of two, the two and the next at Gawler. That's why I did it. There you go, boys. That's fast talking. Outstanding. That's there's some great questions in there. Some hard hitting ones. I had you on the ropes for a bit. You were. You were really having to think about a few of those, Peacock, and yeah. I had to think about a few of them as well. So that's uh, that's high-quality questioning from you. Hey, hey, Poppy, before we say sayonara, what, yeah. what, in, in your, like, uh, hardcore journo days, like seeing, <laughs> seeing your old mate Gerard, uh, Gerard Waitley uh, come on and still be in use hand, was that, your, was that your strength? Like, what was your strength from a journalism perspective? Were you, like, were you going through rubbish bins and looking for medical records, no. or what were you doing? No, to be honest, that was one thing that sort of I, – I wanted to become a journalist and I fell into it. It's probably a story for another time, but it's a really it's a really good story. I'll tell you about it next week. Eh? It's a really funny story how I became a journalist okay. at Channel 10. It was purely by accident and by making the biggest mistake in my life that I got the opportunity. I'll tell you about it next week. Um, now, Jared, I mean, Hutchie and Jared Waitley were the best I've seen. They loved the story. I just loved the relationship with the players where – um, it was all about reporting on the sport. It, it became very much, though, and it has become very much a, a just as much about what they do off the field yeah. as what they do on, and I'm not interested in the off. No, n- nor am I very much, but i tell you what, we already know for next week we're going to get the wonderful story of Rob Popplestone falling in, doing something <laughs> horrible in life, and then falling into a journalism career, and I'm going to do my very best. I'm not going to tell you that every quaddy I put up is going to win, but I'm going to teach you how to do your own quaddies properly and stack them. Well done, Pops. Good on you, boys. Good on you, Tomo. Well done, Peacock. Thanks, mate. We'll have our little shooting competition now. We will. All right. That's what we're going to do. You can do whatever you like. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday night. That's been Sale Sundays on SEN Track. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.